crazy man it's stressful <laughs> yeah i'm good over here though i'm, I'm kick back relax that's you know good atlanta atlanta's calming down a little yeah man they onboarded a, a gang of shit down here you know what i'm saying Word. everything's fine everything's Word. fine for now until they that's get some good. uh not vil- not guilty verdicts back you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> 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 <Lukey>. <laughs> yo Yo, I can't even, I can't even fathom that, bro. Imagine, imagine our country goes through all of this shit right now. And then like a year from now, these cunts go to court and they come back not guilty. Are you fucking, bro, yo, this country will burn like Australia did last summer, bro. Like, you'll be able to see the fires from outer space. If we get a not guilty verdict. And I'll be honest with you, honest to God. (laughs) Honestly, fuck everybody. (laughs) Fuck everybody, Lugie. I'm going to pull a fucking reverse Liam Neeson. If if that (laughs) shit happens. I'm just going to go outside and just start shooting random white people that I I don't know. (laughs) Like, are you fucking kidding me? Lugie, I can't even, I can't even comprehend a not guilty verdict. I I will definitely go kill somebody if that happens. I don't know, man. Like, more, I don't know, man. Shit. I don't, yeah, I, they can hoop. Don't shoot them. Because I might need them to my, on my basketball team one day. So you might not <laughs> want to shoot some random white dude that got a jumper. Like Little Dicky. Oh, I'll, man. I'll yeah. make sure I'll make sure I don't kill no Larry Birds. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yo, boy. I was really speaking of Larry Bird and Little Dicky. I was, uh, I, I drew up a. Uh, it was a uh, hip hop's. <laughs> uh, I said I was gonna put a make a a list of the best hip hop uh, basketball players to make a team. Like I was gonna draft like different players to oh, be word. on my team, yo. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was an interesting list, and I, I had to play with the game because I didn't feel like fighting him. <laughs> so I wanted him on my team. <laughs> you talk about basketball players who also rap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit, who we talking here? We got Rasheed Wallace, um, Dana Barrow. No, 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 no. They, they can't be in the league, B. They, they, they can't be, like, really good. They got to be, oh, like, a okay. rapper first. Okay, yeah. okay, I get Dana Barrow, <laughs> if y'all ain't familiar with Dana Bur- Burrows, man, he could get 50. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He used to play for then, the Celtics. He, he went to BC, if six, I remember six. correctly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and the Sixers. Sixers. Yep. And, yeah. The next day, he scored like two points. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah he's he's a nice show. He was good, but there were some inconsistencies. But yeah, overall, he was a good player. On a sure. video game, he was really good. In the video game, he was really good. Oh, the, um, oh, fuck. NBA they Live. Had, what year? They had uh, Mike Krzyzewski, NCAA. Uh, it was like NBA Live 95, but it was it was college. College basketball. Yo, and I, obviously, being from Boston, I used to fucking, I used to always pick uh, UMass because they had, um, what's his name? Marcus Lou Rowe. 
Lou Rowe and Marcus Camby. That was my that was my squad. Right and the there, other yo. dude, the, the dark skin tall dude, yo, they had like a lot of good players. Then they had yeah. the, uh, Edgar Padilla and uh, Charvasio, and they was brothers, but they had different as last names. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember that shit. <laughs> oh like, dang, man, dang, brothers, what happened to those dudes? I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. That was a good fucking game, though. I played that a lot back in the day. You could um. <laughs> You could break the glass on a breakaway dunk too in that game. <coughs> yeah, if I, I guess if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh, and then, uh, NBA Jam and college Jam. Yo, those. yo, NBA Jam. Um, there's a there's a company called Arcade One Up, Arcade One Up, and they do um like replica arcade machines that are like not outrageously expensive. If I if I remember correctly, like like official arcade machines in the arcades, they used to cost like two thousand dollars for one of them, mm-hmm. right? Arcade one up, uh, they sell them between three hundred and five hundred, depending on. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them bad what boys, it is. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Those things. So yo, this month supposedly, uh, I'm pretty sure coronavirus probably fucked up this rollout. But this month they're re-releasing NBA Jam bro on, on the arcade machine and it's gonna have nba jam one nba jam two oh, and and nba hang time all oh, on the same machine and and i also read up about this it's gonna have wi-fi capability for the first time unlike their other arcade machines which which don't so you could play online against other motherfuckers in the oh, old school NBA gym. Shit. bro i cannot wait for that shit to come out i'm all over that shit <laughs> holy fucking it's gonna be four four players it's got four joysticks so you can do two on two pause oh on shit joysticks. yeah man yeah so the only problem is fucking you can't go to the mall, bro. So <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta figure out how the fuck I'm gonna get this thing, man. I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna walk outside my fucking, I'm gonna walk outside my building and be like, "Hey, yo, man, you wanna play NBA Jam?" <laughs> Just taking NBA fucking, Jam. taking suckers on. Be like, "Yo, fifty dollars, come play me, bro." <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, motherfucking oh, uh, Stockton and Malone. Yeah, man. Yo, you know what killed me, and it obviously killed everybody else too back in the day was uh. Remember in video games, Michael Jordan would not license his his name. So like, yeah, you could never play. Yeah, the Bulls never had fucking Jordan, man, which sucked. <laughs> yeah, it really really confused me. Like they ain't picking the best players in this game, yo. What the fuck? Yeah, I man. Like I want to be on it now. Yeah, a, a good question. Good question. I, I it was Scotty like and Horace Grant, right? Yeah, it was like Scotty and Chorus, uh, maybe BJ Armstrong, because I think you could sub people out that you had like a couple choices of players that you could pick from. Yeah, man, fucking crazy. Imagine picking the Bulls and you got to play with BJ Armstrong and fucking Cool Coach. <laughs> what, the fuck? what the fuck? Hey, hey uh, speaking of BJ Armstrong, you seen the last dance, right? Yo, why? Why? I- I'm so happy that, that they interviewed him and showed him. Yeah, that guy. Yo, he, age, he's, he, he can't go to bed. He still looks like he's 16. Bro, it's insane. Bro. He literally, out of <laughs> anybody, any celebrity or famous person I know, that guy hasn't aged the most. Like, like he definitely 
takes the fucking title belt for not aging, man. <laughs> yeah, he's a vampire, yo. And uh, he ain't grow no beard, man. Like he can't grow no face hair. He look like a, a yeah. Can I yeah. can I say stud on the podcast? <laughs> Pause, pause, pause. Yeah, but stud, you know, like the the, the lesbian, the lesbian stud. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. Butch, but he looks yeah, like a butch yeah. lesbian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, me, I was watching, uh, I was watching that documentary with my dad, cause, cause, uh, me and my dad and my brother, we grew up watching Chicago Bulls in the nineties. Um, obviously. Yeah, exactly. WGM. We, I told the story before. So anyways, yeah. So, yeah, I watched it with my dad because we grew up and we saw all those games together. Like, you know, so it was just kind of dope to, to relive that shit. And even my dad, he was like, holy fuck, BJ Armstrong, bro. He's, <laughs> he's got to be like 50 and he looks like he's 16, man. It's unbelievable. Yo, and he they, got they a full should, head of hair. Full head of hair. Yo, honest to God, real talk, real talk. You know, maybe I'm slightly joking, but yo, they should they should do a little investigation on him just in case because he he, <laughs> he could yeah he could be a pedophile, bro. He could easily pick up fifteen and sixteen year olds looking like that. <laughs> Fucking BJ Armstrong, and his name BJ. Pause. <laughs> what the fuck? All the way, all the way, yo. Oh, all poor the way, BJ. Yo. He seemed like a Pizza nice game. dude too. He seemed like a nice dude though. Uh, you know, yeah, all, Michael Jordan's all. fine. We'll mean that motherfucker right there, yo. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's why I went through puberty. Turn over the ball. Yeah. <laughs> you went through puberty, BJ. Yo, yo Michael. I got yo. more hair on my head than your face. <laughs> <laughs> yo, not to go off on too much of a tangent on this shit, but uh, my, fa- my favorite thing ever was Jordan in the locker room calling everybody hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Real shit. He'd, be like, he'd be like, yo, get that rebound, ho. Yo, you ain't shit, ho. <laughs> <laughs> yo, he's the best trash talking, man. I love that shit. Uh, anyways, now, anyways now, uh, uh, now, no, no, yeah. switching from that right there. I watched the last Armstrong 30 for 30 after the mm-hmm. last dance or whatever. Lance mm-hmm. Armstrong, you think Jordan is a dickhead, is an asshole. Lance Armstrong <laughs> is that by 20. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> okay, you know he doping and shit. And he's yep. been doping forever. So, like, boom, yeah. uh, a dude that was on his team who was, like, second best, he was like, yo, I think I can win the Tour de France, too. So, we go to a different team. Uh-huh. So, uh, uh, Lance is like, okay, we're not friends no more. Fuck you. Blah, 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 blah. Because it goes <laughs> to a different team. So, they, yeah. they do the Tour de Spain. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dude, Hamilton, I think his name was Tyler Hamilton. He yep. beats him in a race. The next day, Lance calls him, reports him, and he gets banned from cycling or whatever. Cause, uh, Get the fuck yeah, out of yeah. here. <laughs> the next day. Yo, yeah. Yo, Lance was like the biggest cheater ever. He's out there snitching. <laughs> yeah, 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 but he wow. was just so big for the sport of cycling, man. Ain't nobody wow. was like that big. Yo, this motherfucker, okay, another dude, he's going to report one of the doctors who was uh, helping people dope. Yo. So this dude is not even a motherfucking... Um, like a contender. So Lance hangs back in the pack and follows him and talks to him the whole time. You know what I'm saying? While they're racing this shit. He's not even <laughs> a contender. This dude, this dude is going to snitch. So like at the, he's talking to him and intimidating him and shit the whole time. And so then the camera focuses right on, on, on uh, Lance's lips and he, he zips his mouth like, 
he's not gonna snitch no more to the yeah. camera. Yeah, 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 like on some like oh, death row should like shit. Yo. Now he's intimidating this dude during the race. And mind you, this motherfucker's in the back of the pack, not even nice with it. Yeah. He, wow. he hung back there on purpose during the race. You know what I'm wow, saying? Oh man. Lance so Armstrong. This, this motherfucker's doping, like crazy doping, son. Yo, he, he, people. They, yo, he, he would go get blood transfusions. He would literally take all the blood out of his body, put somebody else's blood inside of him, and then go take the drug test. Like they, they, they were they were on some next level shit. Man. <laughs> yeah. And holy yeah, fuck. You still got you, you still gotta uh do the race, I guess. But my yeah. girlfriend, I would watch the shit. I'm 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 a big cycling fan. Y'all the motherfuckers don't know, but I be watching cycling. Been watching mm-hmm. it. So I remember I was, I was living in Stone Mountain, and so I was watching cycling like intense, just watching it. And she was like, Why aren't they racing? I was like, they they are racing. And said, No, they're in a straight line. They're not even going. They're not even trying to go past each other. It's a long race. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> yeah. like, they're not really, she's like, they're not even motherfucking like uh, trying to drive hard, like ride hard. What you mean? So they're going downhill. They're just cruising. I'm like, yo, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, yo. Just get. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, let me watch yeah. my race, man. They're, they're cruising. Yeah, they are cruising downhill. <laughs> like, get out of here, man. Like, well, let me just watch this shit. She wants them to speed up going downhill. These motherfuckers will be falling all over the place. <laughs> Flipping yeah, over and dude. shit. God damn. Yeah, hey, I'll be waiting for the wreck. That's why I'll be watching for the wreck, man. They said, uh, <laughs> they said, uh, they said having a wreck in a bike is like uh, get in your, in, your, in your underwear then jump out the car going 80 is how, how a wreck feels. God on the bike. damn. God damn. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, that's that does not sound like it's fun at all. Hell holy no, fuck. Nah. Uh, yeah, hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hold on. <laughs> hip hop. I know, right? We, we, this is a hip hop podcast, yo. What the fuck? <laughs> yo, but fuck hip hop for one moment. <laughs> um, I just wanna, I just wanna say something uh, to follow up on recent events um, from our last week's episode involving um, George Floyd, the death of George Floyd, and um police brutality and racism and everything right um yeah i just got to point out yo there were a couple cops in fucking buffalo uh oh, yeah. who pushed yeah who pushed a 75 year old man down um and the guy fell and he, his head fell back on the concrete and he you can started vi- bleeding. <laughs> yeah you could you can visibly see blood pouring out of his fucking ear man right and these cops just walked over him and kept going their excuse was uh, they, you know, they're on the riot squad and the riot squad has medics in the back. So the medics who were professionally trained to help the guy were, were coming. That was their excuse. Pause. Man, I ain't uh, seen no fucking medics. Yeah. I ain't seen no fucking medics. Exactly. Suck my dick with that. But, uh, long story short, the mayor of Buffalo was under some serious scrutiny because this was some, you know, fucking egregious shit. They just pushed a fucking elderly man down. The guy's bleeding. He's in the hospital right now. Also, still to this day, he's in the hospital, right? So, um, the that's not even the worst part of this fucking story. Well, it is, but th- there's more. And and the, this is what really fucking kills me, Luki, is that um, the mayor the mayor suspended two cops, like the two cops that were di- directly involved in that, right? And then I believe yesterday. Um, they even press charges on the cops. Uh, so they've, they've been charged with crimes. I don't, I forgot what the charges are. Who knows? Something I would imagine along the lines of assault. Right. Um, mm-hmm. 
And when that happened, Luke, 57 other police officers from Buffalo who were on some special task force, I think it was for protesting and rioting task force, right? Uh They resigned from their positions on the task force, not, not from the police. They didn't quit their jobs completely, but they resigned from this task force as a, as a means to protest the mayor charging their fellow officers with assault, bro. 57 fucking cops watched two of their co-workers throw a 75-year-old man on the ground. And 57 of them think that their fellow cops did nothing wrong. Like, fuck that old man. Uh, We're going to resign from our our duties because we support our piece-of-shit cop brothers who threw a fucking elderly man on the ground. So, again, when everybody says, you know, when people say all cops are bad, uh, and it's like a blanket statement, big generalization. And everybody in their right mind knows that not every single cop is bad. There's some good ones. Robocop. I leave you with this. I leave you with this story in Buffalo because 57 quote unquote good cops sided with the bad ones. So where the fuck are your good cops? The good cops need to start arresting the bad ones. It doesn't happen. So guess what? There's no fucking good cops. Yo, 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 yo. Now, uh, I heard that they, they resigned, uh, not out of protest, but they might have backed. You know how every, everybody's saying some wild shit, then they backing up and saying, I ain't mean like that, whatever, whatever. So I heard yeah. that, that uh, I read that they said um, it's not out of protest and saying the, ma- the mayor won't back them. But basically, it's saying, like, yo, the mayor ain't gonna back you if you do some dumb shit. Yo, the dude ran up on them. He ain't running. He walked up on them. 75 old man. He looked like, uh, Rick Sanchez, if you're familiar who that is. You know who Rick Sanchez is? No, nah, who's Rick Sanchez? <laughs> or Rick and Morty. Oh, oh, yo. Yeah. That's my, my brother's going to kill me. He gave me season one, one through three on DVD like five days ago. I still haven't watched it yet. I got to get on son, it. <laughs> son, it's, it's probably one of the most amazing shows ever. So I'm That's watching what he it. said. I'm, I'm, That's yeah. what my brother said. He was like, he was like yo, Miz. You're, it's gonna be like your favorite show ever, man. <laughs> That's I was it. like, I think yeah, especially since you're atheist. You're, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. There's gonna be a lot of things in there. You'd be like, holy that fucking I like. shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Word, so yeah. Word. So Big Sanchez walk up, boom. You see a cop. He wants to go down and check on him. Then another cop told him to keep keep on moving. Basically, yeah. You see, you see him kneel, kneel down. Yeah, but yo, there wasn't even like it wasn't no real. It wasn't no real threat to nobody right there and B. Like, yo, no one no one was no one was out there rah 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 at that that I think yeah, it's and, past curfew and they're arresting and people also, that are past curfew. And also it's just common sense. If a seventy five year old man comes up to you, even if he's yelling about something, is he actually a threat to you? Like, unless he got a gun, unless he got a chopper. What the fuck? If that guy pushed you or punched you, is that gonna hurt? Like, give me a fucking break. You're supposed to be a tough cop. And you're afraid of a 75-year-old man who walked up to you with a question or, or a complaint? You're just going to toss him? Yeah, okay. Nice job. I think one, one before we get off this way, I think one of the reasons why police are so aggressive is they have all these trainings, and they that's what they train to do. Like, boom, just like a sniper. Like, some snipers train, train, train. They go to combat and don't do shit. Yeah. Right. So like they want they want to do shit. 
Yeah, they got blue balls. They got blue balls. These motherfuckers, they want to pop off, yo. (laughs) All this training. All this training, no nothing. (laughs) So I think, yeah, I think some of these cops, they want to pop off. They want to do some dumb shit. So that's what we have right there. Yeah, fuck that shit. Ignorant, racist, white pieces of shit who got all this aggression because they're mad about some bullshit. Like... Like, yo, imagine if these fucking racist white cops had to deal with the oppression that black people have had to deal with for 400 years. I mean, what, how would I they be reacting then? You know, they expect black people to fucking to just take that shit on the chin. Right. Bullshit. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you're, you're all upset because people are fucking voicing their opinions. That's their First Amendment right. Motherfucking Trump comes out talking about uh, I'm the law and order president. I'm here to protect your Second Amendment rights. Oh, word. You forgot about the first one, <laughs> which is yeah. more important. And, and that's why it's the first. Anyways, fuck all them cunts, man. Fucking pieces of shit. These fucking cops out here. It's a it's a cult. They, they have to support their brothers. Bro, that ain't your brother. The fuck out of here. That's a cunt racist piece of shit who you're backing up fuck out of here and in this particular instance it ain't even about race it was a 75 year old white man That's rick just, sanchez yeah cunts cunts uh, who, who are abusing their sanchez, power i don't know if sanchez is uh really uh uh a white man Dude, yeah, no, i don't not. know <laughs> I don't, so yeah i don't know what's going on here yeah nah, nah. yeah anyways yeah, fuck, anyways wait, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get back one this next week so yes yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where, hip-hop where? Yeah, Wu-Tang. yeah, yeah. Wu-Tang. Since we missed the 36th episode, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> bong, 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 bong. Since we missed the 36, the number 36 episode, supposed to be our Wu Tang uh, episode, the uh, 36 Chambers episode about our Wu Tang, favorite shit on Wu Tang and shit. We missed it, mm-hmm. so we're doing it this week on th- number 37. So boom, yeah, yeah y'all, y'all got a pop up and kiss my ass. Exactly. Don't go on my, <laughs> don't go on my DMs and tell me about man. We should have just did the 36. Fuck you. We're doing it on the 37. Yeah, we're doing bong. 37, man. It was more important shit in the world <laughs> last week. Yeah, yeah. We got here. And it still is more important. But anyways. Uh, all yeah. right. So, word. So, welcome to the 36th chamber. But we're on 37, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to, you know, we're going to do a little fucking little commentary on Wu-Tang, yo. Um, you know, we're going to hold it down for, yeah, for the definitely. Wu-Tang legacy. Yo, Lukey, uh, if you don't mind, I wouldn't mind starting off by reminding our listeners of the Wu-Tang mythology, the Chinese mythology that this is all based around. Um, So for those of you who aren't familiar, and I'm not an expert on Chinese mythology, so I'm going to this is a loose interpretation. (laughs) Uh, I went to college for Chinese mythology. (laughs) Word. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. No, I figured, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, Luki, all right? <laughs> but so the myth goes that, um, you know, you got the Shaolin Temple in China. You know, monks go there to pray and study, uh, you know, martial arts and, and better themselves and this, that, and the other, whatever. Uh, and in a certain time frame, um, the abbot of the Shaolin Temple. The abbot is like the the high priest. He's like the priest in charge, right? Mm-hmm. So the abbot, um, he started training his disciples to go into the villages surrounding the uh, the Shaolin Temple and do like 
evil. Like he was raping and pillaging the villages around, trying mm-hmm. to to gain more and more fucking uh, followers for the Shaolin Temple, you know, and he was using it for evil. So within the Shaolin Temple, there were some uh, some monks, you know, some warriors or whatever, who banded together and they studied the Wu-Tang sword style, right? Uh, so what happened was they formed a group of nine Shaolin monks and they were known as the Wu-Tang Clan. And their whole purpose was to form a group to take down the evil abbot of the Shaolin Temple. Because he was out there spreading evil into the land. And they wanted to spread good. So the nine fucking Wu-Tang Clan members, they mastered the 36 chambers of death. Right? And the reason why there were nine members in the Wu-Tang clan was because each member has four heart chambers, four chambers to every heart. Nine times four is 36. That's where 36 chambers came from. It's for each heart chamber of each member, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, long story short, they fought the abbot and the evil Shaolin temple and they, they prevailed and the Wu-Tang clan reopened the Shaolin temple to teach lessons of good and spread positivity and uplift the villages and communities around it, not take them down and oppress them. So this translates to the RZA and the Wu-Tang Clan, and that's why he has to have nine members in the Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, and that's why early on, on like, let's say, um, the W album, it would say songs with Wu-Tang and then it would say featuring Capadonna. Capadonna, because, yeah. Because at the time he was the 10th member and they mm-hmm. technically can't have 10 members. Ten members. It's got to be nine for the 36 chambers, right? Mm-hmm. So when, when, in, um, when Old Dirty Bastard passed away, to my knowledge, I think they kind of unofficially made Capadonna the, the official ninth mm-hmm. member now so that they can keep the 36 chambers or whatever. So that's like the whole premise behind it, because at the time in the 90s, you had the bad boy movement. You had Puff Daddy and Mace movement, you know, mm-hmm. in their fucking aluminum foil costumes partying at the clubs and shit. Right. So. The RZA and the Jizza, they weren't on that R&B bullshit, that rapping bullshit, right? And they felt like Bad Boy and, and fucking Puffy. They weren't teaching enough lessons. They were spreading evil. They were, they were um, polluting the minds of the public. And RZA felt like the Wu-Tang Clan within the rap world was like those nine Wu-Tang Shaolin monks who wanted to save the world from the evil you know, oppressive regime of the Shaolin temple. So he kind of was like, you know, puffy. That's, that's the opposite of what Wu-Tang Wu-Tang's trying to teach lessons in their music and uplift uh, the community. Whereas puffy was all about partying and bullshitting and blah, blah, blah. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how that shit all came about to my knowledge. Right. (laughs) And there's a little background on like, Wu-Tang and why the RZA started the group and what his idea was for Wu-Tang within the hip-hop community. He, he felt like they were lyrical saviors using liquid swords, you know, their tongues, the, the spinning bars, their spinning darts, right? So, like, their sword was their tongue. And 
that's how they were fighting back in the world of evil rap music. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, but like when they first came out, it was more of a West Coast thing. Was um, hip hop was West Coast, wasn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. At yeah. the time, like, like the year before the Chronic came out, and mm-hmm. then um, that same year of Thirty Six Chambers, uh, Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style came out, and like, yeah, the West Coast was like N.W.A. had a few very good years right before that. So like, West Coast was definitely dominating the hip hop scene back then, and Wu Tang one hundred percent brought the spotlight back to New York at that time. Trendy, trendy. They had a couple, couple uh, laced in there New York rappers, but for most, the charts were dominated by West Coast rappers. Yeah, man, like, Death Row was definitely yeah. dominating. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Everything on the radio was fucking West Coast. Uh, MTV, BET, tons of West Coast shit. That was definitely the West Coast prime back then. Uh, but whatever, man. Wu Tang saved the day, yo. <laughs> True indeed. Yo, Luki, what? When was the first time? Is there is there like a story behind the first time you you ever heard Wu Tang? Uh, yeah, I was in third grade. Uh, boom! I was motherfucking. First of all, like we didn't have no color TV at the time. Really, my dad had uh-huh. one in his room. We nope. had no color TV or cable. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, we had to go to my grandma's house to watch cable. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm, we had mm-hmm. MTV. You know what I'm saying at the time I was motherfucking a big um still am comic book head. So like boom, like um I wasn't even really thinking about hip hop heavy, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. heavy, heavy. You know what I'm saying? I like I liked it, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all as y'all know I liked uh Gangstar. You know what I'm saying? That's my shit. But uh I wasn't on it like heavy heavy. I still like comic books, action figures, like I still am right now. But boom, like yep. uh but I turn on the TV, we was watching um MTV, you know what I'm saying? You motherfucking uh heard fucking uh the swords and shit come on. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Because <laughs> yep. he's watching fucking um music videos. So I just automatically was intrigued. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? So then uh yeah, Inspector Deck uh, talking about terrorizing your town like troops in Pakistan, swinging through your town like a neighborhood Spider-Man. I was like, oh, I, I like Spider-Man. So after that, it was like I had to watch the whole video to yep. see who the fuck these motherfucking 37,000 dudes rapping on the one song. Whose song is this? Which one of those guys is song is this? For for one, I had to know. I thought it was an Inspector Deck song because he had the first verse. So usually I thought everybody was featured and shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, boom. So I had to wait and watch for the uh, you know, little thing in the side, the left-hand side. Who did Wu-Tang... Uh, protect your neck i thought wu-tang was one nigga <laughs> so like yeah <laughs> word so like uh, i had to motherfucking just like find that shit b and it was kind of hard being a small town trying there was no computers around it's hard to find that shit and get let you into the city mm-hmm. you know saying or you taped it off the radio or or some shit like that because i was making my own mixtapes and shit you know i'm saying mm-hmm. so boom up yeah so um yeah it was like that's how i found out about that shit that but i'm i'm almost positive if Inspector Deck did not have that line about Spider-Man, I wouldn't have been that intrigued about hip-hop, well, Wu-Tang, period. You know what I'm saying? But it took me a, lo- a longer while to get there. You know what I'm saying? Just like if What's I Gunning had no champion hoodies. 
I probably mm-hmm. would have got there, but I probably wouldn't be like like that. Cause third grade, Power Rangers dropped. You know what I'm saying? Yep. A- everybody's talking about Power Rangers and shit. Pink like, Power Rangers. Yeah, 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 the yellow one, the yellow one. I like the yellow. Yep, one, the yellow heard one. too, heard too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the black one had a gun. You know what I'm saying? Yup, yup. In, in the song, you see me in public, don't run up on me, son. Cause like the Black Power Ranger, I might have a gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, but that's how I got introduced to Wu Tang right there. And it's like anything that I loved as a youth, it's like you had to search so hard for it. Cause I'm in the small town. There ain't no computer. I don't think I knew what the internet was. I don't think the internet was around then, was it? No, hell no, no. De- hell no, definitely not. No, no, yeah, I, I think everything they, they had like they had the internet, but it was like for military use only. Like it wasn't True, it wasn't out in the public like that. <laughs> no, I think I was playing number number munchers and shit and organ yep. trail and shit in, in school <laughs> with the and we had like the green and black screen computer and shit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, with the, all the dope <laughs> static on it. It's like yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like boom, like I'm to go get hip hop, you didn't have to tape off the radio. Or you had to motherfucking go to the city, St. Louis, which is 50 miles away from where you're from, to get hip-hop music. There was absolutely none. So anything, that's probably why I love everything I love so much, because I had to go search for this shit. You yep. know what I'm saying? Word, like, walking the mall by myself to try to find, to go to FYE. That's what it was, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go to yep. FYE and secretly buy a hip-hop cassette. <laughs> so, my dad, so my dad wouldn't see that shit. Yeah, yeah so that's how man. I got into got into Wu Tang, yo. What hip hip hop after that was just like everything to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. yeah that, what what's what's yours? What's yours though? What, how how did you get into that shit? Worked. So um for me, I it, there was like a specific like event. So <laughs> so yeah, I'll never forget this. I was in seventh grade algebra class, right? It was uh the fall of nineteen ninety three. I had just turned 13 years old and, uh, this kid, uh, a friend of mine, Jason Khan, Jason Khan, he's sitting, you know, next to me in algebra class. And it's like, you know, the five minutes before class starts, everybody's kind of walking in, you know, people are talking, there's like some commotion. The class hasn't started yet. So, you know, it's 1993. Everybody back then used to bring a Walkman to school with them. You know, in, their ba- in their backpack right <laughs> so so jason khan he's got his walkman out and he turns to me and he's like yo mike he's like he's like yo have you heard of the wu-tang clan <laughs> and, and i was like nah i was like what the fuck is that and like you know even as a kid i was into comic books heavy i was into kung fu i was into bruce lee i was into all that shit right and um I used to love watching like Kung Fu movies on Saturday afternoons and shit. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so my boy, he's like, yo, Wu-Tang Clan. And I immediately, I'm like, what the fuck is this? He's like, yo, you know, yo, he's new rappers. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, whoa, we got Asian rappers, huh? In 93. <laughs> <laughs> like that was some, that was some new shit back then. Right. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, yeah, let me hear it. Like what? What is this shit, right? He's like, yo, yeah, this Asian shit. rappers. <laughs> yeah, and, and and Jason Khan, he's a he's a white Jewish kid, right? And and he was on top of this shit. And I'm like, word. So he passes me his Walkman, and you know, I put the 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 earphones in, and he had the tape set 
at where uh, at the song Method Man. So the okay, okay. my first ever listen to Wu Tang was um, like Protect Your Neck came out like the year before, and you know maybe I heard that shit on the radio because they used to play underground rap um, at, at night in in Boston from eight to eleven. And I'm sure I probably heard the song, but didn't really know about it or, or know what it was. You know, I was a kid. So I listened to the skit. Fucking, you know, I'm going to sew your asshole clothes. So I'm hearing that shit and I'm dying laughing. Like, yo, this is crazy. I'm like, I've never heard a skit like that on an album. And um, that's pretty righteous, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then and then the Method Man song comes on, and Method Man fucking killed it. And I, you know, I listened to probably like, who knows, half of the song, you know, before the teacher, you know, you know, got the class in order or whatever. Yeah. So I look at Jason Cohen, like the class is about to start, and I'm like, Yo, Jay, I'm like, Bro, please let me borrow this tape. Please let me borrow this tape tonight. And Jason Cohen, he was like a big dude, like. A big kid on a football team a wrestling team he was like a tough dude he could he could body me right and he was like yo man i don't let nobody borrow my tapes man and i'm like dog i'm like I, i'm like listen i promise you i will take like the utmost care with this i'm gonna take it home tonight i'm gonna dub this shit and i'm gonna bring you back your tape in perfect condition tomorrow like i'm not it is it's happening tomorrow i had to promise he lets me borrow it i dubbed the tape bring it back the next day. He thanked me. I thanked him. And I had 30 enter the 36 chambers on a dubbed blank cassette tape for years. Yeah. I I had it for years like that before I ever bought the real tape or the real CD or the real vinyl. Like I had to go back years later and buy that shit because I had it on fucking blank tape, bro. Like dubbed bro. straight up. That's how I consumed 36 Chambers, man. The old school way. <laughs> yeah, my, my homie Camel Shores bought me 36 Chambers on tape. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I still got that shit. Uh, hey, yo, boom. For, for listeners out there, um, have anyone ever took a regular tape, put tape over the fucking little squares on the top, and dubbed over a regular tape? <laughs> yes. 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 Isn't that? What is the science behind how that works? Like, that shit is stupid uh, as fuck. Like, I, honestly, I have no idea. But if you, <laughs> if you, if you block those two holes at the top of the, the tape, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's a fucking yeah, yeah, hack. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a life yeah, hack. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you know who, you know who used to beat my ass, bro, was my dad. My Greek father. <laughs> This guy had tons of fucking classic Greek music albums from the 60s and the 70s on cassette tape. And he had this shit all in the crib. And I used to steal his Greek tapes and fucking put the tape on top of them and record rap music over them. <laughs> Yo, he... That's horrible, that, man. Bro, that would be like if I had a kid now and they fucking dubbed over 36 Chambers. Like, I'd fucking murder my kid. I'd murder him <laughs> on the spot. I don't even know how I'm alive right now. You know what I mean? Like, shout out my dad for having self-control and not killing him. Because killing I you. straight up, I ruined, like, classic Greek albums, bro. Like, destroyed them. Oh, man. Fucking it. Man. I remember I um, had, like, did tra- transplants. Because you, know, you know, you got the, uh, the eyeglasses, screwdriver. 
Yes. For your eyeglasses. <laughs> yes. Those, those fit in the screws of the fucking tape. Of the tape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, boom. I'll take, like, um, I don't know what the fuck. I think I took, I don't know, man. I don't know. what. I wasn't no Shaq Diesel. But anyway, it was something. It was something. It was something. And I took Bon Jovi and I transplanted it into another yep. tape. And I took their tape. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, I just, I did. Yeah. They still had a Bon Jovi uh, uh, shell, but it bought, yeah. I mean, but I, it was I, Bon Jovi, no, no yeah, 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 yeah. There you go, yeah. Well, I ain't had no, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that Bon Jovi tape was dope. Uh, I forget. I want to be a uh, something. I forget. I don't. I forget. I mean, it was wild, man. I was doing transplants, but I did still Shaq Diesel twice from somebody. And I threw it away both times. You know what I'm saying? Yo, shout out, shout out Shaq though, man, for a, for a professional sports player of legendary status. Yeah. Or, off the top of my head, he, he probably is the best rapper from the man, NBA. he sucks. He's nah, not man, that yo, good. Shaq Diesel sucked, yo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, wait, but did you, you hear his, uh, uh, Can't Stop the Rain album? Uh, yeah, that was all right. Yeah, that's the, yo, that's the only that's, good one though. That song would yeah, that was his best album, hundred yeah. percent. He had two really good songs on that. It was the one with Biggie, "Can't Stop the Rain," and then he had the one he had the one. Met the man, no hook. No, no, no. Well, oh, that was good too. But he had another song on that album with Rock Kim, and it was called "Game of Death." Yeah, that's that song was ill too. That song was ill too. <laughs> Fucking Shaq, you. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. all right. So we have my dick taste. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Kobe. Rest in peace, Kobe. Shit. My bad. Rest. R.I.P. Kobe. R.I.P. Yeah. Kobe. Uh, all right, word. So, so yo, so Lukey, man, let's start off. What do you think? What do you think about ordering the members of the Wu Tang Clan, like your favorite to your least favorite? Man, um, I don't want to do that shit. No, I, I want you to do it. <laughs> No, right, you know why? Because like, I'll do it. Because like, I'm loosely affiliated with them niggas, and uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, 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 loosely, <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to fuck up shit. Yeah, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. I'll, even I'll though do I have it I'll written do. down right here, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't really want to do it. <laughs> don't hey, yo, don't do it. Everybody's gonna put. I know who you're gonna. I know really. Yeah, who you're gonna yeah. put at the I'm bottom? Sure you. Everybody yeah, yeah, knows yeah. who. <laughs> At the bottom, but I yeah. I really, I really don't got him down there, yo. I really don't got him down there. But in yeah. one mother, mother motherfucker, don't have no solo albums. It's like one, right? Um, Master Killer. No, no, no. He has he has three or possibly four now. Really? Yep. Yep. Dang, <laughs> and, then, and and I'll be honest with you, three of his solo albums are much better than I expected them to be. Like they were surprisingly good. They weren't like phenomenal, but they were surprisingly better than I expected. That that's for um, sure. Yeah. Okay, Master Killer had some pretty great spots on um Yes. The Twelve Reasons to Die and the mm-hmm. Thirty Six Seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I was like, Yeah, he really I was really he took the place of Raekwon a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he's mm-hmm. on there rapping on them joints. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead and do Indeed. your little ranking. Go ahead right, and do your so, little ranking, yo. So, um, all right. So technically, there's ten members uh, now. 
with with the addition of Capadonna, um, who took old Dirty Bastard's spot. So and here's what I'm gonna I, do. I'm gonna I'm gonna write your list down. I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be like I'm gonna comment on your list. <laughs> <laughs> word, word. Yeah. All right. So first and foremost, I'd like to say that although I didn't rank it this way, I just want to say technically the RZA is number one. Technically, although I I don't I don't have my list like that, but technically he is the rapper. The producer, the promoter, the business mind, the the visionary, like mm. I mean, Wu Tang is is RZA and RZA is Wu Tang. So like technically, he's the greatest member of the group. Without him, you don't have those beats. Without him, you don't have the vision that 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 turned it into this fucking legendary situation that they're in so technically rizzer's number one but i'm not gonna go that way uh let, let, gonna... let me let me comment on that real quick there's yeah. a point in time just like when the rocket snuck in there and got two championships or the yes. Pistons snuck in there and got yes. two championships there's a point in time where rizzer was the best rhymer out of all the niggas too yes a, a real short window where yes. rizzer was like murdering everything Bro, like, when, like mid, the mid in between 36 chambers and forever, he had some next level verses like uh, the shit he did on fourth chamber on liquid yes. swords, uh, the shit that he did on um, Iron Man. Oh, God. What was the name of that song? Uh, assassination day assassination day. I mean, not for are you fucking kidding me. Like the shit he did with the grave diggers. Right. True indeed. Uh, a lot of people forget about that. Like, yo, in the mid 90s, yo, RZA was on fire and he was rapping as like as the RZA. It wasn't like Bobby Digital, some side character. You know, it was RZA. And yeah, I agree that he that's when he was in his prime. The faster flow, which kind of like it's not, not as staccato. It's not staccato, but the faster syllables coming at you and shit with the with the uh, slight speech impediment. Yup. Just like. It was it was magnificent. Uh, yeah. So like one point in time, yeah, you, you people could have actually put him as number one, as, as number one, and it would have yeah, been legitimate, yeah. not not just yeah. on some te- technical shit. It was like legit, yeah. legit. Yeah, I agree. Capadonna ain't never been number one. So like, nah, yeah. nah, fam. So nah. like, yeah. <laughs> all right. So here's my list. Um, I'm pretty sure most people will know what I'm going to go with here. All right, but yeah, number one is Ghostface Killer. Um. I just, I, he's my favorite rapper ever. And he's my favorite rapper in the Wu-Tang Clan. Um, number two, uh, I put Ray Kwan, uh, because basically Ray and Ghost are my favorite duo of all time. <laughs> right. Like my favorite solo albums from, from Wu-Tang are Ghostface and Ray Kwan albums. Right. Um, okay. Number three is Jizza. Uh, Whoa. I, I think I'm going to uh, guess that. Yeah, uh, he he's arguably the best lyricist in the group. Um, you know, it's argue, arguable. There's a lot of fucking amazing lyricists here. Um, shout out Inspector Deck, who doesn't get enough love. Uh, all right, so number three, I put Jizza. I think uh, his solo catalog is pretty consistent for what he does. Um, I don't think he's put out a bad solo album yet. Although there are obviously some that are much better than the others, but overall he he's got a solid solo catalog, and uh, all his verses on group albums are always fucking on point. Like the yeah. guy, the guy, he's the genius, you know. All right, number four, 
uh, I put Method Man. Um, I think he has an amazing flow. Uh, I think on Wu-Tang Clan group albums, he's one of the stand standouts. He, he performs at a very high level when, when they're competing with each other on group albums. Uh, I think his solo catalog has some work to do. Uh, I, I, I'm upset. Man, no work to work to that right there. It's done deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, so, not that good. Uh, he's done. Yeah, it's not that good. Uh, although, you know, I like his first two albums. I like them a lot. Um, but, they're, but but they're not as, as classic as some of the other solo albums from some of the other members. True indeed. Uh, but overall, uh, Method Man is one of the best live performers in rap. He has one of the best flows, one of the best voices. Um, one best of the personalities. best personalities. Yeah, best personality. Like overall, Method Man is a very solid dude. He also has two um, duo albums with Redman uh, that are absolutely fucking amazing. Both of them, especially the first one, I, I consider that to be a classic. Uh, so Method Man has put out a lot of good fucking music. Anyways, that's number four. It, number hey, five. Yo, check it out. Check yeah. it out. I can agree yeah. with that. Most people put Method Man either at number one or two or three. You know what I'm saying, yeah. but the but his solo catalog drops him down all the way yeah. to four, four to yeah. six. Right, shit. That, yeah, that's that's that was my thought process exactly, exactly what you just said. That's why he dropped down on that list for me. Uh, although he's still nasty, you know, he just <laughs> his his third and fourth fucking solo albums were like, oh my god, were they bad? To Cal Zero, yeah. the prequel might. I don't know. That's up there as one of the worst solo Wu-Tang albums ever because the beats were garbage. And that's what happens when you involve Puff Daddy. Yeah, yeah, money though. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right. Number five, I put RZA. All right. Now, again, we just said, I just said technically he's number one. Uh, I put him at number five and it's because his solo catalog over the years definitely was on the decline, in, in my opinion. Um, but what he did with Gravediggers, what he did with Wu-Tang Clan, especially in the 90s, all of his feature verses, his first Bobby Digital album and the second Bobby Digital album. I like both of those. I love the first Bobby Digital album. It was very different. It was a, you know, he was he was playing a character, a, a comic book character that he created, you know, so that you have to take that into consideration when consuming that album. But bottom line, uh, yo, for anybody saying, you know, shit about RZA, yo, RZA got bars. That guy can spit. He has an unorthodox flow. He has a speech impediment, but that's what makes him so unique and why I love him rapping. True indeed. You know? That's Domestic violence. Super. Yeah, come Domestic, on. That's, that's one of my what, fucking... Song. What a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking... Oh it's fucking uh-oh, someone's FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. Word. So I got RZA at number five, um, at, you know, as rap my favorite rapper in the crew uh number six i put inspect the deck now inspect the deck arguably on the first three uh wu-tang clan group albums arguably you could say he overall had the best verses on those albums right and he said it off yeah and he would always set it off right he set it off first verse on protect your neck right mm-hmm. uh so like I, I I have a, a love hate relationship with Inspected Deck's music. I think I think Inspected Deck, in all of rap, like all verses in all of rap, not just the Wu Tang Clan. I think Inspected Deck has at least three of the best of, ver- I, I of agree. the best verses ever. 
like of all time. I mean, my God, his obviously everybody knows his verse from Triumph. Uh, I think his verse on uh, Above the Clouds with Gangstar is like fucking mm. next level legendary. His verse on uh, Heaters on Wu Tang Forever. Mm. Um, you know, yo, this is MC Wizardry, Killer B Invasion, uh, Men of Respect, Blessed with Wisdom of the Ancients. Like, come on, dog. Like, I, I feel like in the entire underground uh, rap scene, of the late nineties, early two thousands, all the way up until today. I feel like Inspector Deck is the godfather of that style with the metaphors, yes. the similes and the, you know what I mean? Like everybody was trying to rap like Inspector Deck was on, on, on triumph, you know? So Inspector Deck arguably is, has the best verses within the Wu-Tang clan, which is saying, <laughs> yeah. And he's, and he's number six for me and the reason why he's number six is because his solo catalog is just not up to par with where we know his skill level is right so yeah, like his, born his, his, yeah exactly so his first solo album uncontrolled substance was was a great album great album but can you put it in the same category of classicness as like Iron Man, Supreme nah. Clientele, uh, Liquid Swords, Cuban Links? Like, no, it's like you. I was expecting Inspector Deck to give us a classic like those, and that did not happen. And it was like straight um, loops, like nothing changed yeah, on them songs. Yeah, like, right. really, and, and, yes, yes. And uh, uh, we should mention. And I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, that Inspector Deck's solo album was delayed until 1998 or 99 because of the flood that occurred in the Riz's crib. And it uh -huh. wiped out a lot of his beats and he never could recreate them. And apparently a lot of beats were lost that were supposed to go on Inspector Deck's debut album. So that right there fucked up a lot of shit. So then they make an, another album and the beats are, they're good, but they're not great, man. It wasn't like the best shit I've ever heard. Again, it's not bad though. It's not bad. It's a great album. It's just not a classic in my opinion. So like based on the, the lyrical skill level that Inspected Deck was at throughout the mid nineties, then to get a solo album that wasn't you know, up to par with liquid swords and Cuban links and iron man that disappointed me. And then after that, he's released multiple solo albums that flew way under the radar. Most people don't even know he has them out and the production is just trash. It's trash, you know, and, and I feel like inspected deck thrives when he's writing verses with his peers when he's having a friendly competition with the other members of Wu-Tang, you know, when they're spitting verses for an album, uh, a group album, Deck comes with his A game. But then when he's on his solo albums and he's got nobody to compete against other than himself, I feel like his lyrical skills or lyrical content is not as good as it is when he's competing with the other rappers of Wu-Tang. And I, yeah. I felt like his solo music suffered because of that, in my opinion. The first three Zarface records is pretty damn dope as well. Yes, yes. So it's, yeah, Inspector Deck. Pick, is amazing to me as well. So oh, SO has been great uh, for over two decades now. Um, mm -hmm. 
me being from Boston, you know, I, I would go, I would go to many, um, you know, underground rap shows and guys like esoteric shout out DJ seven L shout out my guy, germ, Jeremy page, uh, who is part of the czar keys. He, um, he, oh, yeah. yeah, Jeremy page is, is a, is a producer from Boston who, um, co-produces all the Zarface albums with seven L seven DJ seven L is a DJ and a producer. He owns Vinyl Index, my favorite record store in Massachusetts. Uh, shout out 7L. But Jeremy Page, for those of you out there who don't know who he is, he's been producing music for years and years and years. Uh, he mixes and masters albums at Cybersound Studios, or at least he used to do that back in the day. And that's where like New Kids on the Block and Bobby Brown, they, they recorded albums there. And Jeremy Page co-produced, mixed, and mastered my album oh, in Cybersound. Yeah, so like, like I worked like dozens and dozens of hours with Jeremy Page, who is the the co-producer of all Zarface albums, and he That's is dope, a, man. yeah, yeah. Which it blew my mind. I didn't even realize it. I didn't even realize it, Lukey, until like I read the the back credits on like the fourth czar face out at first I had no clue he was even involved because they just call it the czar keys, you know, but the czar keys is Jeremy page and seven L together. And that guy, Jeremy page fucking mixed and mastered my album, <laughs> which I was like, Oh shit. I got a real guy doing my shit. Bro. <laughs> that shit was wild. But anyway, anyway, that's just some bullshit. All right. So anyways, uh, my bad. I went off on a tangent. So yeah. Um, Deck, I got it number six. Uh, but you know, he he's not a number six. He we know he's capable of being a top three. So yeah, it's like the Blazers, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like boom, they're number six, but they got they got Dang Lilla, TJ McCullum, Nurchich, Collins, right. Mello, you know what I'm saying? Right. So they, they right. might get you, you know what I'm saying? Right. They might like, they might get you. Yeah, like on paper, they they got they got <laughs> a lot of skills, you know. So anyways, yeah, there's deck number six. Uh, you know, that that actually pains me to say because Inspector Deck, I think, is like one of the best lyricists in in all of rap music when he wants to be. All right. Then uh, number seven, number seven, I put Capadonna and I put Capadonna at number seven because I'm biased because Ray and Ghost, because Ray and Ghost are my okay, favorite. OK, 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 you know, okay, okay. Ray and Ghost, my favorite duo. And like all of Capadonna's best work happened where he featured with them. He was like their third partner. You know what I mean? Like he was yeah. all he, he was, you know, Theodore unit, whatever the fuck they call themselves. Right. So and also Capadonna's debut album, The Pillage, I think is a classic. Uh, I love the beats on it. I think he had a lot of great shit. Now, that being said, Capadonna's solo catalog went right down the toilet after that. Right down. True the indeed. Right. Like it's it's super garbage. <laughs> right. So but uh, we know that he did some exceptional work on albums like Iron Man, Cuban Links, Supreme Clientele, The Pillage, his own album, uh, uh-huh. Wu-Tang Forever. He had a lot of great verses in there also. So like uh-huh. I felt like. He, you know, he's just, I, whatever. I gave him number seven. I fuck with all the shit he does with Ray and Ghost. I, I, I consider it to be great, but his solo catalog is super garbage after the pillage. All right. Number eight, 
I put yeah. old dirty. Ba- I put old dirty bastard at number eight. All the way um, down there, huh? Yeah, I put him all the way down there, and it's not because I don't like him. Uh, I <laughs> I think I think old dirty's great, and I just think um I think old dirty is best suited in group efforts where there are other rappers on the song because sometimes he's a little, a little over- bit too much. Yeah. yeah, he can be a little overbearing uh when he's solo. Uh but like, you know, I mean, we obviously think Brooklyn Zoo, bro. That's like one of my favorite rap songs ever made. Mm-hmm. Shout out shout out true true master on the beat. No, not, no, 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 RZA did it. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucking RZA tried to steal that shit. Oh man, that was too funny. All right, but anyway, so old dirty bastard said, "My Jay, what he said, my woman, my what, my friend, and what he said, my Fred and James came out my gravel pit." <laughs> what he said? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a, a diesel. I'm like, yeah. Yo, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> I like he yeah. he didn't even know what he was talking about. Yeah. And, and apparently, apparently, RZA helped write a lot of his shit back in the day. How, how can you how can you write that? Shit? How how did he write that shit? I, Stay I up, don't, don't even like, know. Don't sleep on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> so you mean to tell me RZA wrote that? No, 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 no. I I I don't think he wrote that. I think RZA gave gave him as much direction as possible because RZA was you know he was a producer's producer. He wouldn't just press the record button. He would give his input and tell you where he wanted the song to go and things like that. But anyways, um, old dirty bastards debut album is awesome. That, that record is sick, but then, you know, again, his solo catalog fell off after that. And rightfully so the guy was in and out of jail and psych wards and this, that, and the other, he had fucking what, 11 or 13 kids. And I mean, that guy had all kinds of fucking issues going on. And, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I wasn't feeling the beats on his subsequent albums after. And then when he signed with Rock Nation, I was like, man, that was some fucking bullshit, but whatever. And, what and Dame Dad still has this Yeah, album. I hostage. know. Little I Dirty know. want that shit. They, how come they, you, you've talked to Young Dirty about this, I would imagine, right? Like, what, what the fuck? Why does he have it and why isn't he letting it be released? Truth be told, I don't talk to Little Dirty about none of that shit. We talk about right. personal shit. I don't want to seem yeah, like, yeah. and I was like, boom, like, man, what the fuck is that? You yeah. probably get asked that shit like a hundred million times, man. Yeah, you know, what we gonna I, go I eat? Imagine. You gonna go who? This type of shit. I ain't talking yep. to them about none of that shit unless you right, say right. some shit about the shit. So, yep. like, it's interesting, you know what I'm saying? But I don't want to talk to that man about that shit. He probably gets bombarded yeah. with that shit. Yeah, so, no, I, f- I feel you on that. I feel yeah, you on that. I would like to, I would like to know though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I would, you know, just out of curiosity, I'd love to hear what what that album came out like. You know, like how would Dame Dash put out Old Dirty? I, I, I'd love to know the style, the beat selection, how how radio friendly it was, or how not radio friendly it was, like. I'm so curious to see what he would do with Old Dirty. And I'm sure the RZA doesn't want none of that coming out because he was dead set against that whole Rock Nation deal. <laughs> yeah. But you heard some, I heard like he had a Young Dirty, a uh, Little Dirty, uh, well, not Little Dirty, ODB had a, a song with Some Village that was all right. He had a song on that uh, Becoming album with, um, with uh, Beating Seagull and it was all right. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, word, word. It's, it's cool. But he wasn't really rapping like that. I mean, he was, he, it, was, it was all right. It was all right. So I think he think it would have would have been all right, though. It wouldn't have. Uh, yeah. Dirt McGirt. Yup. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fucking Dirt so. McGirt, yo. Yo, you know what? Um, Hold on. There's a there's a song that old dirty bastard did with here we go here we go do you remember this hold on you hear this check it check it that's featuring who Busta Rhymes hold on let this drop let this drop fuck here we go here we go Fuck. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it's hot. It's hot. Oh, yeah, it's hot. Oh, is that a Dilla beat? Called, I think it's a Dilla beat. It is, and it's uh, fucking Busta Rhymes. Um, and it was supposed to be on the Big Bang Theory. I think was mm. the album that Busta was dropping. It might have been his one that he did with Aftermath and Dr. Dre executive produced it. And they cut that song from the album. I'm sure that there was issues with fucking Dame Dash at the time because he kind of owned uh, Old Dirty Bastard. That mm-hmm. song is one of the most slept-on songs. Oh, my God. Buster and ODB, they should have made a fucking beat. EP. Yeah, they should have yeah. made an EP together, man. It would have been fucking legendary. Anyways, all right. So Old Dirty Bastard is number eight for me because his solo catalog was destroyed due to all kinds of unrelated personal issues and things like that um all right number nine i got master killer uh he's number nine because his solo catalog is a lot better than i was expecting it to be he he really surprised me with his with his three solo albums like he has a fourth but it was like unreleased song it wasn't like an actual official album uh but anyways yeah lukey i i i suggest you check out Master Killer's solos, bro. They are better than you would imagine. Real talk. Uh, all right. And then number 10. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised by this. I got You God. You God. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's not to say You God didn't have good verses. He did. I've heard him spit good verses. But, yo, that man's solo catalog is a disgrace. <laughs> Super trash. <laughs> Mr. Excitement. Fucking, yeah. Man. Oh, that is like the worst album ever. His beat selection is so bad. And yo, yo, me and Topes a couple years ago, he he dropped um I don't know. He 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 released a book which I bought and I haven't even read yet. I need to fucking <laughs> I need to read that thing. Uh and he came out with an album in 2018 called Venom, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, th- there was one good song and the rest was all garbage. Right. So we went and like, saw him live at the Middle East, me and Topes, because he went on tour to promote his book and his album. Mm-hmm. Yo, man, dude, Topes was like he was he was I don't know. It would be like a parent just being disappointed with their kid, you know, like they love him, but they're disappointed, you know. <laughs> so the show was that bad, too? It was that bad. He didn't know what he was doing. He had no stage presence. He barely knew what the fuck he was rapping about. The beats were garbage. And he would do he would do like his famous verses from like Wu-Tang albums or like, you know, features or like uh was it Black Jesus that he was on on Iron Man? He had a sick verse on that, I think was the name of the song. So like uh, he would do he yeah. would perf- Yeah, yeah, that one. That one. 
he would perform those verses, but he would, the DJ would put on like one of his new beats instead of the actual beat from the actual song. They, That's it was not like a good they, idea. Yeah, they refused to play like RZA beats because I think he, he still was beefing with him over, over pay from tour money and stuff, right? So it, I was just in shock. You, you're sitting there like, all right, at least we'll get some classic songs from Wu-Tang albums being performed. And he even ruined that because he switched the fucking beats, bro. I was like, what? We walked out early. That shit was so bad. But anyways, shut up. Fucking sucks, you, yeah, so that's Dopium. my shit. Dopium yeah. was not that bad, but it was. Oh, Dopium was his. Bad. Dopium was probably his best solo album, in, in yeah, my opinion. We, and we're still saying it's not that bad. It's <laughs> not that. Yeah, right, right. Uh, that song he did, Cocaine with Raekwon and Slain. That was. Uh, I like that beat. Uh, yeah, do- Dopium was his best album. That and maybe his first one had a few good songs. But yo, overall, his beat selection is so bad. And when he's rapping on solo albums and not within the group, I mean, yo, his lyrical content is garbage. <laughs> yeah, Fucking you, God. I think, you know, there was a story uh, that I read. Again, I don't know how exactly true this is, but there was a story that Riza said when they were recording 36 Chambers, right? And they, they recorded uh, the mystery of chess boxing. He actually had kill a priest in the crib when they were recording the mystery of chess box and kill a priest was supposed to have a verse on that song and huh. kill a fucking priest passed out during the, that session in the studio he passed out and master killer was there and was like yo i could spit a verse on this and he spit his legendary like you know the last yeah, verse yeah, on yeah, mystery yeah, of chess boxing i'm a tired of legal death is a penalty Yes, exactly. So he spit that, comes out the booth, and Rizza was like, yo, he was like, holy fuck, bro. Like, that verse was amazing. We're going to stick with that one. And he cut Killer Priest off of the song. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I think Master Killer was added to the group because of that. And Killer Priest fucking slept through his opportunity to be an official member. <laughs> oh, shit, man, that is some wild shit. Hey, if, that is, if that is true, that is some wild shit. <laughs> some other shit. Some other shit uh, uh, on Protect Your Neck. That Protect Your Neck beat wasn't the original beat. Uh, oh, wow. Well. Yeah, and then uh, I think Inspector the Deck went uh, second. But wow. RZA said, "All we need is all I need is your voices." So like, <laughs> he took it and changed changed the whole order. Who? I think Killer Priest supposed to be on that song too, bro. Probably, man. Killer yeah, Priest, like, yo, yo. Every time I've ever seen him in real life, he just looks so fucking high, bro. Like he is dazed and confused at all times. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> fucking Killer Priest, yo. A weed coma. Yeah, yeah, basically, basically. All right, so real quick. So hold on, let me just let me repeat this for everybody listening. We'll say we'll say it fast. All right, so my order of Wu Tang members, I got number one Ghostface, number two Raekwon, number three Jizza, number four Method Man, number five RZA, number six Inspector Deck, number seven Capadonna, number eight Old Dirty Bastard, R.I.P. Number nine Master Killer. Number ten, you got that's that's my 
that's my shit. And technically, I still think Riz is number one overall because that dude, he's the god of this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, bum, yeah, bum. yeah. <laughs> uh, shit, you're right. Uh, the original four members, uh, Master Killer had not joined yet. That's doing Protect Your Neck. Right. He wasn't even on that song. And, and like, when they recorded, like, remember, um, what do you call it? The... The the intro to uh, Method Man, right? What do they say? RZA, Jizza, Old Dirty Bastard, Ray Corn, uh, Ghost Faced Killer, and Meta, and they didn't mm-hmm. mention Master Killer at all because when they recorded that, he wasn't even officially in the crew. I, I don't <laughs> think you know. That's yeah. what I said, yeah. It's crazy. He got on when he spit his verse on fucking Mystery of Chess Box. <laughs> yeah, we can uh, knocked out Master Kill, uh, Killer Killer Priest. Priest. Yeah, man, crazy yeah, it's shit. Crazy, yeah. Yo, what about yeah. what do you think about the Wu Tang group albums? Like, I, I I have I ranked their group albums. Um, so for me, Thirty Six uh, Chambers is always at the top. Nah, not for, for me. me. For me, for because me. I could play it all the way through, and I don't got to change shit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Then no, that's that's true. I agree. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a hard it's a hard choice for me, but. Uh, I've said it before. Wu Tang Forever is my favorite album. Period. Like not even just Wu Tang. I'm talking. It's, there's a few skips on there, though, Miss. There is. Oh no, one hundred percent. There's. Uh, I'd say off the top of my head, there's at least three skips that I know of. Especially go, uh, you got taking a fucking shower at the end of the album, yo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know why the fuck they included that, but <laughs> but whatever. Um, but yeah, yes, there are a few skips, but yo, we got a double fucking album there with like 27 or 28 tracks. And cool overall, day. overall, that's the best double album ever, in my opinion. I think uh, Wu-Tang was at their lyrical peak. They, they were in their prime. I think mm-hmm. all members spit their best verses. I think overall, the production was legendary. I don't know. I, I that's that's my favorite album of all time. It has all my favorite rappers rapping their best verses ever on that shit. Um, yeah, but but I understand uh, the argument because I can't disagree with anybody who says Thirty Six Chambers is number one because that's a flawless album. <laughs> that that is a uh, top to bottom. Perfect. Here's my here's my argument with Thirty Six Chambers as well. As you mm. listen to uh, Wu Tang Forever and the W and shit. Then you you go back and listen to 36 Chambers. 36 Chambers sounds a tad bit slow. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not it. Then you're like, I want the fast shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 36 Chambers also has a much more much more significance in history, in the history of rap music. Um, I mean, at the time, like, like you said earlier, Lukey, like West Coast was running shit. And out of nowhere, RZA comes through with this fucking nine-man crew. And his production style was for the winter. It was that grimy, underground, cold, dark outside, you know, winter nights, winter wars. You know, that, that, was, that was his fucking signature sound. And we had heard nothing like that up to that point in time in, in hip-hop. He changed the game completely with 36 Chambers, man. It's fucking nuts fucking nuts so anyways yeah i got forever number one though i'm really partial to the lyrics on that album um number two 36 chambers and then uh it goes straight in the order that they released them they just got worse and worse 
I got, the, <laughs> I got, I got the W at number three, Iron Flag number four, Eight Diagrams number five, A Better Tomorrow number six, and like for the most part, like Iron Flag, Eight Diagrams, well, especially Eight Diagrams and A Better Tomorrow. Like I'm cool if I never hear those albums ever again. Like, <laughs> man, uh, A Better Tomorrow threw me off because they was trying to make grown man music. I ain't yeah, trying they... to hear grown man music. Yeah. Yep. I want to go home to see my wife and kids. I want to go home to see my wife and kids. I want to yeah. go home. I'm like, I'm like, yo. Maybe that's how El Camino got his style, his singing style, man. Maybe, maybe. He's a Wu-Tang fan, so you never know, man. <laughs> that's yeah, fucking crazy. But yeah, yeah man, their, their group albums have severely suffered. And I mean, it's if anybody watched the four-part documentary on Showtime, we all know this all comes down to money. It all comes down to money and people people thinking that they're not being treated fair. Yes, because because when when RZA drops when RZA drops a Wu Tang group album, him and and Divine reap the profits, whereas the Wu Tang members they just get paid a flat rate by RZA and Divine, they get their money and they, they don't feel like they're getting paid enough. So over the years, the Wu-Tang members are just not interested. It's not worth it to them to waste their time recording a fucking group album when they feel like they're getting underpaid. And then they also feel like the RZA's in total control of it and they don't even like most of the beats he's making lately. True, so true. like, yeah, so like overall, and they got solo careers and families, and they all have side businesses. Like, uh, Raekwon owns a fucking wine brand. He has a a store in Toronto. Ghostface is selling fucking CBD and weed and shit in California with Killer Priest. Like, uh, you know, Method Man has fucking Red Man, and he's constantly on tour with him, and uh, he's acting as well. Like, these guys have full-blown solo careers and families and side shit and then it's like to get pulled back to do a group album on a bunch of whack beats and then get underpaid for it like i totally understand they they just basically don't give a fuck true true it, but who was the executive producer on um 36 chambers the w of wu-tang forever rizzo nah co 36 chambers co is they got oh, a co oh, dennis cole dennis, dennis cole Ghostface Killer. Now after after they took him out that role, yeah, the album started sucking, man. Yes, yeah, excellent point, excellent point. And what is Ghostface known for? He's known for picking great beats, for, usually, right? So like, bruh, you listen to the beats on those last three albums that like Ghostface probably had nothing to do with and didn't give a fuck about, and they came out trash, like trash. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got. Can I drop my my list for uh, my yeah. favorite Ghostface albums? Yes, yes. Now, yes. now this fluctuates on the in the <laughs> whatever mood I'm in. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, boy, no, I I know but, that feeling. It, yeah, mine does too. <laughs> yeah. So at the bottom, you're gonna be like, okay, whatever. So yep. boom, my favorite album because it's a slang. Because I was blown away. No, 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 no. I wasn't blown away. I was confused when I heard the album first. Supreme mm-hmm. clientele. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's my number one Ghostface album because the slang was crazy to me. On the fifth listen, that's when I got it. You know the what I'm saying? slang, the slang on that album is the 
is the greatest collection of slang on any album ever. Maybe, maybe. The only one I think that rivals that is uh, uh, the uh, damn Camp Low album. The Camp Low. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, yeah. that's up there, too. Lounging <laughs> with the Lady Scarface, Bottoms Up, Sunshine. No, Spanish Flying with the Lady Scarface, Bottoms Up, Sunshine. Love Potion <laughs> number nine. He's way yeah. 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 <laughs> He's doing the Bill Cosby. He's doing yep. the Bill Cosby, yo. Yep, flipping the Mickey. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yo. Well, big up to those guys for Spanish Fry. Hell yeah, anyway. Camp Low. Yeah, my thirty, my thirty first birthday, I saw them live at a bar in Boston. Uh, they shout good? out my yeah, yeah. Shout out my boy Kid Piff. It was oh, um, shit, Kid Piff, my dude. Yeah, Kid Piff. Yeah, was it? It was. It might have been his birthday or his dad's birthday. It was my birthday too. I don't even know. Anyways, all I know is that night I saw Camp Low. I ended up in a fucking diner uh, with my boy Kid Piff and my boy Chamich and my brother. Uh, and we're in this diner and we're eating at like three in the morning. And there's a couple in the booth behind us. And um, you could tell like it was the end of their night, but they weren't like they didn't seem happy. Right. They, like there may have been a little bit of an issue going on. And my drunk ass pipes up and I was like, hey, yo, I tell the lady, I was like, listen, I was like, if you're having marriage problems, make your husband hit you with the reverse queef. <laughs> what the and, fuck? Yo, and I, I was shit faced and I made that up right there on the spot. <laughs> this, and that, that night was the first night I ever met Chamich. First night I ever met Chamich. That was um, nine years ago. And uh, he's sitting in the booth with me, and I'm just yelling at this random couple. They're like in there. Reverse queef. I'm like, like, yo, I'm like, listen, lady, you got to make him hit you with the reverse queef. And then the dude turns around. They're looking at me like, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you know, a reverse queef. I was like, yo, when you eating her out, you got to burp on the pussy. Make them fucking lips quiver. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, and these people were like, what the fuck? fuck they were did so they, did mad. they laugh yeah they laughed a little they were also weirded out and then they got up and left and charm each charm each was like bro you you've been my homie ever since he, he's like i've never seen anybody say some dumb shit to strangers like that in my life <laughs> and the then queef. yeah and then i go I'm back uh i drop off kid piff uh at his girl's crib and i puked on her neighbor's front lawn Got back in my car and went home. <laughs> Yo, that that was what what was that called? Uh, I, I was a uh, what was that crew called, bro? Yeah, the yeah the name for y'all. Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> Lukey, I, uh, Lukey remembers him. Yo, we were called we were called the Ratchet Squad. <laughs> the Ratchet Squad, son. The Ratchet Squad, and it yeah, was mainly some... because I was ratchet as fuck when I would go out. And play. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna say shit I seen on the Instagram that got erased the day after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Yo, I. I would wake up and be like, what the fuck did I just post last night? Yeah, you need a motherfucking take that shit off ASAP. Yo, that was when I used to get fucking faded, man. I was going out drinking literally five or six days a week with Kid Piff and uh, and Charm Each. And um, it was nuts, man. Like, Saturday nights would come around, and I, I'd stay home and do laundry because I'd party so hard. 
Yeah, I partied so hard Sunday through fucking Friday. I was like, I gotta, I need a night off. <laughs> God damn, that's a crazy anyway. as fuck, man. That was good. Oh yeah, yeah, albums. Uh, yeah, my bad. Album number one. Yeah, yep. my bad. Iron Man was number two. Mm-hmm. Here's what gets funny. Pretty Tony's number three for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after that is uh, um, what did this say? Fiscal. Mm-hmm. Fiscal four. Number five. Which sometimes is like number two, you know, or number number three, bulletproof wallets. That's the most underrated Ghostface album ever. More probably one of the most underrated rap albums because motherfuckers hated that shit. I love that. Which shit, one? Yo. Which one? I'm sorry. bulletproof wallets. Oh yeah, number oh, five. Yeah. yeah, I know you like that shit too, yo. Like, mm-hmm, my bigger, mm-hmm. shout out to Icky Slick because Icky Slick love that record too. Motherfuckers hate that shit. Uh, yup, I love that shit. Uh, then like more fishes number six. Yup. You know, it's kind of like a, more of a mixtape feel. And like, Tripe the God is going off on that shit. You Yo, your your top six and my top six are, are the same, except a couple things are in a little different order. But but the what six... We got, what we got here? The, the six albums you just mentioned, they're also they? in my... Yeah, we, we're on the same fucking page, Lukey. I'm right there with you, bro. Okay, okay. So boom, I thought you gonna uh, I think he's gonna elaborate some more. But yo, no. boom. Now, now now the top six, then it gets like real, 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 real cloudy in here. Cause I yes. would like to put it was Sour tough. Soul up there. Mm-hmm. But 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 fucking the end pause, but fucking. But in, in the in the fucking <laughs> end it's like repeated songs kind of sorta. It's like not cohesive no more. But then you have 12 Reasons to Die, which I love it. But it's kind of like boring as far as rhymes, even though it's a story. You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. Then you got Big Doe Rehab, which I want to put up there. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say Big Doe Rehab is number seven. I'm going to go and say that. But then you have <laughs> Bro, Live from the... Yo, I like me, Big Doe me, Rehab. Me, me and you, our top sevens are, are the same. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy as fuck, yo. Yo, just a yeah. slightly different order, but the albums are the same. <laughs> Bro, but I don't, I don't... I don't even... In here, I don't even put the Ghost Beanie versus the poetry in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even put uh Apollo Kids in here either. Even though the first song is amazing with Killer with, with Killer Priest. Oh, and Jizza, that's and Jizza. Oh, that's yeah, the song, song. first song's amazing. I had a lot, of, yeah. But then you had yep. the game on there with Joella or Ortiz. Yeah, and I was like, not feeling that. Yeah, and Joella Ortiz stops rapping. No, get the game raps over Joella Ortiz in that song. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like, yo, I'm like, what the fuck? So I really dismissed that shit. But Dig Big Doe Rehab, the, the last song uh, on there where he uh, kills the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that song is amazing. It's Shaggy, uh, Shaggy Dog Part 2. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that shit is amazing to me. So I'm going to put that as number seven. But then I got Live from the 718 and Put It On The Line. Those two two joints with Theodore Unit yeah. and uh, Live from the and, uh, Put It On The Line with Trife. Yeah, Trife is going off. Trife is albums, son. Shout out Trife the God, aka Trife Diesel. Diesel from the fucking Theodore Unit, Staten Island. I think he might even be like Ghost cousin, or some shit, cousins yeah. some shit. with cousins with Ghostface, whatever. He's nice though. Trife can fucking rap his balls off, and let me tell you, man, when he when he came on the Jooks on Bulletproof, yeah, Bulletproof Wallace. Wallace. Ooh, that was like I think the first time I ever heard Trife. Yeah, and Ian's Ian's uh, your one of your favorite songs I think, um, which is from the I think it's the Pretty Tony album, Biscuits. 
Biscuits. Long bro. biscuits. Oh, trifle. Body that shit. His verse so good on that. Yeah, so yeah. Hell, hell yeah. I fuck with put it on the line. Hell yeah, man. And that was the last song where you uh could say saggy. Oh, shit. I can't say that no more. Damn. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. You can't say that F word no more. That's one yep, of the last yep. hooks you heard. Y'all want, want no beef? <laughs> Go yep. out and get teeth. No, yeah. want no beef, yeah. <laughs> you can't say that for no more, yo. You put that shit right in the chorus, yo. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. After that, oh. it was done. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. I keep the heat blazing like Bonzi Wells. But yeah, oh, Life of the 718. Uh, we got Jumbo's 10, 20 to 50 on the block every minute, and we moving it quickly. Punch yep. in, punch out. And we oh, have I love that song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, then the, the other joint, I think it's on Slap on the 718, is a uh, Hustle Hard, Money Stack, Tell That Pussy, Holler Back. That's on my yep. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah, But those, those Trife the God songs and the Solomon Child shit, I like Solomon yep. Child's a lot. Me they, too. they made those albums really good for me. You know, they got they got several skips on there. But, yeah, um, but, but overall, they were still good albums. Yeah. yeah. So, boom, uh, Life on the 718 put on a lot. Then it's like 12 Reasons to Die and 36 Seasons. The rest of the catalog, to me, is not that good. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he really missed the opportunity to do the shit with Big Ghost. Yep. He, re- he, really, he, really, he really, he really fumbled that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He fumbled it. Um, yep. And we see what he did or what Big Ghost did with Conway. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, and that was like effort on bars, but not effort as putting a lot of material more songs in for Conway, but it came out good. I think right. if Ghost was like, like structure the songs, put more, put more, no, just like two verses or one verse and then stop. It, right. And, and less features. I think if Big Ghost would have produced the album and said, hey, this is what we're going to do. If they got together, instead of having like the middleman in there, it would have came out a lot better and that would have been like an excellent album. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Agreed. Uh, he really Agreed. fumbled on that shit. Uh, the last shit he had with the clowns on the on the fucking uh, joint, yeah, really like yep. that. That you go back and listen to it, it's not that bad. But still, ain't making this list, though, B. It still yeah, ain't making it ain't the that list. Good. <laughs> yeah, but you go back and listen to it again, it's not that bad, bro. It's not that bad. But the mix sound like I mixed it. Sound like we're not used to Ghostface album. Okay, boom. Operations Doomsday. You know what I'm saying that sounds cloudy and dusty. You know what I'm saying? I like it. Shit sound like that. Uh Mr. Motherfucker Esquire, his shit sound cloudy and dusty. Now it don't. So we're accustomed to hearing the shit sound really, really clear, crystal. You know what I'm saying? Rock Marciano shit sounds used to sound dusty and dirty. I love that shit. Some of the shit still sound dusty and dirty. But to go back after we get fucking 13 albums of crystal clear shit, and then it sounds like you made it in your mama's basement. On this, on that last shit, I, I, I yep. wasn't fucking with it, y'all. Yep. I wasn't fucking with it. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I agree. But it wasn't that bad, bro. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that it, bad. It wasn't. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that good either, though. That's the problem. And like, go you if you know, go back, let's do it. It's better than you guys, Mister Excitement. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, dog, it, anything, anything is better than that. <laughs> Yo, so let, here, let, let me tell you my my order of Ghostface albums. You, you have yours on paper, right? Like you can look at yours because ours are yeah. are very. We, we have very similar lists. You know, things are just slightly rearranged, but very similar. Uh, all right. So for me, uh, number one is Iron Man. I'm just really fucking partial to that album, and I consider Iron Man almost like a Wu Tang Clan group album. 
with like Ray and ghost just leading it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it just had that whole fucking Rizzo vibe anyways. Uh, and yeah, arguably Supreme clientele Ghostface is better on that. Um, so yeah, I, I know everybody says Supreme clientele is one. I think, I think one of the best verses ever in the Wu Tang history <laughs> is, uh, what's your boy name? You don't bring me some motherfucking cognac. I kill you. Oh, Lord, superb, yep. Superb, yep. yeah, yeah. That, to me, is one of the best verses. So good. Ever. So good. Yeah, it's like yeah, 86, yeah. My, uh, Magic Johnson. No disrespect, but metaphors keep me out the project. Projects, Rock yeah. keep connect. That shit, yo, I wrote this on Donnie Roof. After was from the war on one knee. Thinking on one this knee. follow me. Yeah, to my nigga Donnie, up there, can you please tell God that we fucked up here? Fucked up here, yeah. It's fucked up. We got, we got weed, drugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> beer, weed, shit. guns, AIDS. So you get beer and it brings you weed and it gives you the guns and it gives you AIDS. I don't yep. know. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it happens, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you forget. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Shit. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, and, and like, Gina. I hate, uh, it, it's so challenging for me to talk about Lord Superb <laughs> because, he, because. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. I well, rest in hell. <laughs> because But yo, he didn't know though. Remember he said this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, yo, yo. Like Lloyd Superb was uh <laughs> he was he was arrested and went to jail for for um statutory having rape, sex right? with, having yeah, statutory rape, having sex with minors, you know, uh, like sixteen years or younger or something like that, right? So I mean it doesn't sound to me like he was a good person in that regard. He he was he was fucking minors, okay? And he went to jail for it. So fuck him. He's a piece of shit. But C Ray Bros. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. they get they got yeah. beat out. You heard that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So like I love Lloyd Superb as a rapper. Lyrically, all his feature work was absolutely Wu-Tang! amazing. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, every, yeah, every verse he spit, man, he would steal the show on on the song he was on, and yeah, I saw him pop, you know, yo, and he had the he had that fucking verse on uh, Killer Army's third album where he he ended the verse and goes, he goes, I didn't know they was young, I just like short bitches. Short bitches yeah. <laughs> yo, so he fucking admits to it on record. You know what I mean, like. So, like, I look back and hear that line now because I used to think it was mad funny. And now I'm like, yo, he went to jail for that <laughs> shit. Oh, fucking Lord Superb. But, yes, I agree. He he had some of the best verses ever, man, whenever he featured yeah. with Ghostface. Crazy. Your collar, oh, I love get that your song. Dollar. Such a good them. beat. Woo, tang, woo. I, you fuck up my dumb. <laughs> you oh, want them so to make you slim? So I got to pop my collar. Said, and Alchemist body that beat. Alchemist mm-hmm. body that beat. All right. So, anyways, all right. Work. So here's my my list. Iron Man number one. Supreme clientele number two. I got Bulletproof Wallets number three. That is such a slept on album. That's 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 a classic to me. It has like two skip songs, and the rest is just fucking. But, amazing. but I play I play it play I play the skip songs. The Rough Angels joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know skip, you, you know I'm skipping. You know I'm skipping that. Yeah, yeah. He said, "Get a warm washcloth and wipe you." Yeah, uh, yeah. Then he said, "Fuck it, I'm round white too." <laughs> Yo, whenever he does songs about bitches, they're always like 
the best ever, man. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. What's the other Skip song on that album, though, man? It's that one, um, definitely. Hold on. Let me look it up. So. How we never forget be the Skip song? Never be, it was never too. Never no, be the same No, no, I love that song. Nah, I can't. No, that's that. not, that's that, that's hot, yo. Never yeah, be the same again. And, and then love session. The there you go. Love session with rough ends. Never be the same again. Those those are the two skip joints for me. Hundred percent. But then that's the that's the reason why I like that album so much. I only got one skip <laughs> song and I still play it. Even in the thick and thin, <laughs> with the pain and strife. The love of my life. And Rough Ends only had one song, one album, the niggas disappeared. Yeah, they did. Yo, Luke, you yeah. gotta come out yeah. you gotta come out with a fucking R and B E P on the side, bro. Just, just Yo, for fun. It, it is. I, I have one. I have one. It was gonna call check it out. Everybody listen to this. I was gonna I call when I be singing and shit, I call myself Allah Jones. <laughs> know why? Because <laughs> God makes fun of you. God makes fun of you. Yeah, yeah, Allah, joining on you. Yo, 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 and yo, in the album name, I shit you not. Shout out to uh, Havoc, uh, off of eighty area eighty four dot com. They was gonna sponsor the album. I was really gonna do this shit. The album was called. <laughs> now, now, here you go. The album's called <laughs> "Fuck Till You Find Love." <laughs> Allah Jones, Allah fuck till Jones. you find love. Fuck till you find, find some love. love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lukey, Lukey. How could do you it. not I'll... how could you not put that out? Bro, I started, that yo. is the funniest shit ever. Yeah, yo. I started working on it with uh I started I started really working on these two albums I had with Dread Eye. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, because them shits are so old, but we respect the songs and shit. And I like believed in those shits. And I was like, I ain't doing this fucking till you find love shit. Yeah, everybody <laughs> else was singing and shit. So I was like, yo, let me sing too, motherfucker. I was gonna have my uh shirt open, I was gonna be greased up, I was gonna <laughs> act like a I was gonna act like I bought a girl on stage and hunt her down. You know oh, saying? God. All types of shit, yo. <laughs> really, a lot I might still do it. A lot of you got- find love featuring Lucky Cage. Fuck till you find love. Please do this and somehow figure out getting me on a skit on that shit. <laughs> All right, all right. We're gonna have, we gonna have you rap one of these days, though, man. We're gonna have you rap these. One of these days. Yeah. One of these. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Fuck till you find love. Number. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, Bulletproof Wallets is number three for me. Yeah, that yo, fuck till you find love is the best name ever for an artist. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, exactly that's what you gotta do, though. That's exactly what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's fucking the basis of life right there, yo. <laughs> All right, wait. So, Ghostface album. Number one, Iron Man. Number two, Supreme Clientele. Number three, Bulletproof Wallets. Number four, Pretty Tony album. Yeah. Number number five, Fish Scale. Number six, More Fish. Number like two seven. same albums. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I love that shit. It, yeah, hell yeah. A lot, a lot of people sleep on More Fish, but like Fish Scale and More Fish are basically, they were all recorded in the same session like for that album but he had so many songs he had to split it up and that was the first time that he released two two official studio albums in the same year he he dropped like fish scale in january or february mm-hmm. and then he dropped more fish like in december same year you know storytelling was like unparalleled right there as well yeah man uh, the uh the stolen scripts with alex right there the alex stolen scripts in the uh yes the other joint a lot of walk bar a lot of walk bar we we need to under uh 
We sell the mermaids and shit. Yup. And uh, yup. And uh, what's we call it? Smack this bitch. <laughs> yup. That out of out of town shit was ill. Yeah. Street, street opera with his son, Sun God. Sun God is nice, man. That's For fucking a... uh, MF Doom beat. Yup. Like, everybody like to know that shit. You know what's That's my a... favorite? My favorite song on the whole shit, Luki. On that whole uh, album, Miguel Sanchez. Yep, yep. Ghostface really? ain't even on the song. I <laughs> love that. It's like it's Trife and Sun God, Ghostface's son. Like you know, they just—it's a story. It's like a movie kind of. They made up this story about how they got all yeah. linked in with with the you know a drug cartel and, and the yeah. feds. The, the feds like made them I wear got a you, wire. Nigga. Yeah, yeah. Pop two niggas. Yeah, yes. Oh, and that beat is fucking amazing. Yeah, Trife and Sun yeah. bodied it. Oh, I love that song. But but Miguel Sanchez and Guns N' Razors is like one song because we said, hey, yo, they picked the car up on some Flintstone shit. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. For like, uh, yeah. what's that joint? Damn, what is it? What's the song? The... Guns N' Razors? Guns N' Razors? I'm thinking about the wrong album. Then I'm talking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about uh, the joint. Is it the one with Sheik Luch? I don't care. Blue Armor. Blue Armor. I love, I love yeah. it. I like that. But what's the joint with? Um, what's the song with the mermaids? Talking about the mermaids. That's the wrong album. That ain't it. The mermaids. Hold on. Remember the, the mermaids, mermaids was in there and SpongeBob yes. smacked his bits. The What's mermaids. On, That's underwater. On Under underwater. It's That's on, on fish scale. Produced by MF Doom. Yes. Un- underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Underwater. Another yeah. MF Doom beat, yo. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's back yep. this boo. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, then it tails off when you go to uh, mama. Yeah, like that. Pain, the pain, the pain gonna stun you down. I'm like, that's a that's ah. another good song. I fuck with mama. I fuck with mama, even though I'm not big on the singing. <laughs> I, fuck I, I fuck with mama. Yo. <laughs> I fuck with mama. Hey, yo, mama, I yeah. fuck with you. Yeah, I fuck with you, boo. <laughs> nah, man, I, ain't, I wasn't fucking with that shit, yo. Then yo. they got the the fake song with Vicky Smalls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, what was the name? Three something. I don't know. It was like bonus cut at the end. Or, I don't uh, know. And, that, and yo, on the real, I was like, man, them niggas don't like each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for <laughs> real. They yeah. when they were when they were alive, when he was alive, they weren't really feeling each other. <laughs> no, man. I was like, Anyways. yo, them, they how they get in the song, man. It's like yeah, motherfucking man. putting Biggie and Pac on a song together or some shit like that, yo. Yeah, man. I mean, track yeah, like, number nine. Track number nine on. Uh, uh, Cuban links where they were talking about shark biters, shark biters, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, when he was talking about, uh, dude stole the album cover, he was talking about big using a baby, a baby picture like Nas did on his album cover, you know? So, uh, yeah, they, yeah. He was definitely talking shit about big, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't like, they didn't like, they didn't like that bad boy movie. Bad boy was the commercial radio shit. And Wu Tang was like the underground shit for the people, you know? It was like polar opposites on style or whatever. Yeah, and substitute. Yeah, we'll and substitute. All right. So anyways, uh, yeah. Iron Man, Supreme Clientele, Bulletproof Wallets, Pretty Tony album, Fish Gale, More Fish. That's my top six. Then uh, number seven, I got the Big Doe Rehab. Uh, there's definitely crazy, skips. <laughs> there's definitely skips on that album, but there's also some really good songs on that album, too. I'm down um, for the Get Down. Let's yep. do that. Kill that shit. Yup. Yup. Yeah, get money. Get money, yep. yep. Uh Number eight, I got Apollo Kids. I know you took that even off your list. Um, and that album's 50-50, you know? 
Half of it is 50, good and 50, half though. of it is garbage. Yeah, like I like uh-huh. uh I like the first track with Killer Priest and um Jizza. I like Superstar with Buster Rhymes. I like Black Tequila with Kappa and Trife. Uh, right, right, drama right. with Joel Ortiz in the game, I don't really like. Uh, to, Together to get, Baby is Together great. Baby, Phenomenal. I fuck with, yep, I fuck with Together Baby. Starkology's okay. In the Park with Black Thought. Nah, the, Starkology, Grandpa Ghost is around. I love that shit, yo. Yep, shout out Scram Jones on that beat. Man, you, know, uh, in, you know everything, bro. I, I didn't know Scram Jones even did that shit. No, no, no. You want to know why? Because I'm sitting here with my iPod in my hand. And, <laughs> and yeah, yep. And I have, I have OCD. I have OCD about all my digital files. So when I, when I buy all these physicals, right, I take the CD and I import it myself through iTunes on the highest quality 320 kbps. Mm-hmm. And what I do is on every song title in parentheses, I put who's featured on the song. And then after the parentheses with the featured artists, I then put the producer's name in brackets at the very end. So literally, I got an iPod with 256 gigabytes and it's totally full. And there is not one song on this iPod that doesn't tell me who produced the beat. I, I took the time to manually update every song title to tell me who's featured and who's on the beat. And that's why I can so quickly tell you <laughs> tell you this shit because I'm staring right at it. Yo. Crazy. That's dope. Yeah, I'm fucking nuts. All right. So anyways, uh, In the Park with Black Thought. I like that song. Um, and then Hip-hop. the rest of the album the kind of falls falls off or whatever. It's whatever. The ghetto uh, and shit. Yeah, so anyways, yeah, that was trash. Uh, all right, so I got eight, Apollo Kids is number eight because the f- the half of it that I like, I really do like a lot, but the other half is trash. Uh, to be honest with you, I I should have put put it on the line at number eight, and then Apollo Kids at number nine. That's what I should have done because now put I got I got put it on the line on number nine here. Let me let me reverse that. Number eight is put it on the line with Trife because that album's dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it definitely has more good songs and had a on DVD it than Apollo Kids. It. Yeah, it had a yep, DVD it had with a double it. disc. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I get, I got you got shit. more bang for your buck. Yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah. They used to do that all the time. They do this, the, the enhanced CD, they'd call it, in the back or whatever. Uh, all right. So, all right, so we got Apollo Kids, put it on the line. Then I do 36 Seasons at number mm-hmm. 10. I do Ghostini. Yeah, Cool G's all over, AZ's on it. The beats aren't that bad. I don't really like that album that much, but it, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's it's not awful. It's not awful. All right. Then Ghost Dini, The Wizard of Poetry, I put it number 11. And I don't even like that album. It's fucking R&B. But, yo, track number six, Stapleton Sex. There it yeah. is, yo. If you want to hear the grimiest fucking rap song about bitches <laughs> ever, <laughs> go listen to track number six on Ghost Dini, The Wizard of Poetry. And if you're fucking smart people, you're going to go on YouTube and you're going to look up Stapleton Sex by Ghostface Killer because the two bitches he got butt-ass naked in this video are next level. Shout out Yari Sanchez. She, I interviewed her on my website. She was she was a donkey of the week two times, I think. Two times. Hey, what's, what's she look like right now? Right now, she's still good. She's still good. Still okay. thick as fuck, okay. bro. I follow okay, her okay, on okay, Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, she's yo, still good. good. She's still want... good. Some of these girls going to wash up. 
Yeah, oh no, they yeah. are. She, she's yeah, not bad, yeah. though. She's, she's still on point. Yeah, so, All right, so, anyways, I only put that album on the list just, just so I could talk about Stapleton Sex, which is the craziest fucking <laughs> song. It is so grimy. Dude, Bro, it is so grimy. It's fucking hilarious. You can't, you can't listen to the song without laughing. That's how fucking over the top grimy it is. All right, anyway. Yeah, uh, hey, right, you should listen to some of my songs, son, like Porno Flow and shit, man. Fuck yeah, that. So, I bet they're yeah. next level. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> reverse Queef. Uh, yo, yo, we, we should do we should do a song called Reverse, song called reverse <laughs> Queef. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Then, uh, where am I? All right, so Ghost Dini, Wizard of Poetry is number 11, although that's a joke because whatever, that's a fucking R&B album. Uh, then I got... 12 is 12 reasons to die coincidentally <laughs> <Number 12. laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't even do that on purpose i swear uh all right then we got uh, 12 reasons to die two is number 13 uh number 14 is ghostface killers which was his most recent album that i thought the yeah. production was was very generic and basic it was and I also, it was it was like and, and i, and I also thought yeah exactly and i also thought that uh, Ghostface Killer was very lazy with his raps. You know, it's just, he, he's just not rapping like he used to, man. It's a basic flow. You can tell he doesn't care. He does, his fucking lines aren't like mind boggling. He doesn't even use fucking amazing uh, slang anymore. It was just disappointing. It's not like the worst album ever, but bro, it's fucking not, it's not good for what we know Ghostface can do. Uh, number 15, I know you put this higher. I put Sour Soul number 15 because I cannot stand when live bands make fucking rap beats and it's that like shit. all live band fucking music on this soul. I don't know. Bro, I'm just, bro, that bro, ain't my bro, style. Bro. Check out, yo, Elzai's verse. Yeah, I hate, I know. Danny I, I know. Brown's verse. I bought, the, I bought the album because I was hyped that he had Elzai on it and then I just did not like the beat that that song was. I, 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 like, I like that shit. I like, I like that shit, yo. We should have try to get Elzai on this shit on the show. Yo, yo, I know Elzai. My God, he's 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 the new Nas for me, man. He picked up where Nas fucking fell off, you know. Anyways, yeah. uh, all right, and then number sixteen, I have the Lost Tapes, which I think you also just said that that was really not good, and and I agree, like with Big Ghost because of Ghostface. That shit was yeah, fucked I know. up. And li listen, basically, to my knowledge, Ghostface. The, the the way the deal went down was like Ghostface was going to do 10 verses and get paid for 10 verses, right? And it's like, all right, how do you record a whole fucking album and all you got is 10 verses? So then, you know, uh, they, you know, Ghostface and his people decided that they were going to get a million features to go on on the album and to fill in all of the space where Ghostface is is missing because he's only doing 10 fucking verses, right? So then you got like three features on every song. It was over the top. Some of the features made no sense. Like they had no business being on the album. And you just get a bunch of throwaway verses from a bunch of fucking random rappers. And then Ghostface with his fucking 10 throwaway verses. And it was a waste of an album, in my opinion. His wasted it, it, sound sound um uh, ghost faces faces yeah he, he he didn't he wasn't the intensity that we, we was looking for was not there that made the good beats not sound good because because like yeah it's like 
Right. I don't, right. I don't get it. And then uh, my right. homie Razul Allah from uh, Lost Children of Babylon, he came back to me and said, yo, man, the beats is dope on this uh, Ghost Space album. I was like, what about the verses? You know, Ghost is doing his thing. I'm like, yo, listen to nah, that shit again, bro. Nah, the nah, verses, nah, nah, nah. the verses. He's like, yeah, you're right. The verses are like lacking, man. Yes, the like, verses So why they got, say, why, why, why you got like 80 million features on this record, yo? I'm like, exactly. yo, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, he, so I they think have they would have made it features. six songs. Right, right, right. It, it, I agree. Then if it if they, been, if they did a six track or seven track EP where you got Ghostface on every song with only like one or two features on the whole thing, that would have been much better than a than a fucking compilation album. Uh, and it's called The Lost Tapes. Like, what do you mean? They just recorded these songs brand new. They're not lost. <laughs> they're not fucking lost at all. Like, Yo, the yo, whole yo. thing, I the whole thing, I did not like, bro. Like, what are they doing? Hey, bro? You wanna, you wanna know some, uh, wanna know some, <clears throat> to some history. Hope I ain't making nobody mad when I do this, but check it out. Mm. I recorded skits for that album. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then I got bumped off that bitch by Michael Rappaport. <laughs> yeah. And I hear Michael Rappaport sit on there. I'm like, damn, man, this shit, this, this not, this not even like a skit. He's just talking about ghosts. Hey, yo, but. The dope release of the album, amazing packaging, yo. Pause. The packaging yes. of that glow in the dark record, it made it like, okay, I have to have this record now because this record looks fucking phenomenal. It's glow in the dark. The the album cover, the one, the the regular joint that most people got with the hoodie and shit, was not that packaged. Like the package wasn't that dope. You know what I'm saying, you know, it came with a poster or whatever, whatever. But the artwork for the dope release was fucking phenomenal, yo. And it yes, kinda, I, 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 it's I not agree. making up for like Ghost's lack of fucking um, Ghostface's lack of uh, effort. You know what I'm saying? But it's still like that's a probably one of the coolest looking records to this day that we have oh, we have put the, out. The packaging is amazing, and to be honest, yeah. I I forgot about it because I played that shit once and never again. <laughs> it go it go in the dark. That shit glow in yeah. the dark, bro. Yeah, it like does. I want yes, glow in the dark yes, vinyl. It does. <laughs> Like, yes, yeah. it does. So it's like, yeah, the nah, shit's ill. But like, yo, at yeah. the time that that came out, right? They because it was Ghostface Killer, they pressed up a lot more copies than Dope usually d- does, or at least mm-hmm. did at that time. Like, Dope would do like 300, 500 copies back then. I think they did mm-hmm. like fifteen hundred or two thousand or something like that for for this one. And at the time that it dropped, it was the first time that a fucking they Dope didn't sell out. Did, didn't sell out. They had to then ship it over to fat beats and and fucking get on down and some other fucking mm-hmm. outlets to sell i think you could even find it on amazon at one point in time back in the day and it was because unfortunately people listened to it they streamed it and they realized that the verses were fucking whack you could have the greatest beats on earth and if the fucking verses suck you can't Especially listen coming to from it. Ghost. But yeah. I think another reason why that uh it didn't sell out. I mean sell out because the regular curse customers, they got that yeah. shit. And Re- then like yo. if you were late, 10 minutes late, you usually didn't get it. So you was like, Man, I ain't even trying to buy this shit. I remember right. uh, but, Ghostface but, said said that uh Big Ghost said it's not sold out. <laughs> so yeah. I know a couple more people went back. It's not sold out, I can get it. They went back right. and actually bought it. Like, right. Yeah, it's and, still and, there. And, uh, uh, something else that fucked up the dope release was 
that um, they released an alternate cover, like you like you said, the the version of the CD that came with the uh, with the poster. Mm-hmm. They re they released that like a month or two before the dope release. So a yeah. bunch of people bought that that poster and CD, and then they, they heard didn't have the, the album. Yeah. They heard the album. By the time they heard it, they realized it wasn't that good. So they yeah. were like, "Why should I go buy this vinyl for fucking British pounds? You know, it's gonna cost me fifty, mm-hmm. sixty dollars with the shipping to get this fucking vinyl." And it's like so the, the fucking album. And we already wasn't had that, that shit. Good. Yeah, yeah, man. So that that fucked up dope selling as well. Uh, that so was indeed. definitely definitely a factor on that. I know. But yeah, I mean, Nasty did the same thing. Like, uh, whenever uh, he dropped his shit with Big Ghost. And uh, yeah. he put up his own CDs. Yes, he then did. sold them. And Yo, then, and, and then, I was, yeah. I bought, I bought his version of the CD. How was and that? I bought, and I bought it without consulting with Big Ghost. Mm-hmm. Big Ghost told me after the fact. He was like, "Yeah, this dude just pressed these up on his own on the mm-hmm. side." And the thing that killed me was when I got that CD from him, bro. The you know, Big Ghost, I think, painted that. Like, that, yeah, that he album did. cover. He, he did, he did. He, he painted he it fucking, himself. He painted that himself. That's like on some Van Gogh art shit. Like, some mm-hmm. real shit. That's why they called it Van Ghost, right? Mm-hmm. And um, when when Uncle John put out his CD, that's his name, right? Uncle John, I think. Uncle John, uh, Uncle John. Yeah. Yo, the fucking image, it was like a low distorted. quality image and it was distorted. Yo, you get the CD and it's like, bruh, it's like they expanded a wicked low quality version of, of the picture of the of the artwork and it's all blurry. And I was like, wow. And I'm sure Big Ghost was furious because yeah, he, he takes he a lot change himself. He yeah, said, he takes, bro, you he might takes a lot of pride. Yourself. He takes a lot of pride in his physical copies. He likes them to be as high quality as possible. And then this guy, this guy puts out a low quality image that's blurry for the album cover. And that's disrespect to Big Ghost uh, because fucking he he actually painted that himself. And you know, plus, there's like, another thing about that shit is uh, what it dropped on uh. Uncle John's band camp, not on Big Ghost Van, band camp. Right. So it was right, like right. It, they deviated from the formula that they've been using since since uh, Genesis. So yeah, it kind of like the mystique of that album was just taken away. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. it wasn't done the same way. You know what I'm yes. saying? Hey, look, look, general rule of thumb, Lukey, whenever Big Ghost... Yeah, yeah when, whenever Big Ghost is doing a project, mm-hmm. just fucking follow his lead. Because he knows what <laughs> he's go. doing. He knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. You, you, like, just trust that man. He's going to mix it. He's going to master it. He's going to arrange it. He's going to fucking do the artwork. He's going to contact the companies that physically make it. He's going to make sure that they use the highest quality fucking vinyl sleeves and designs and this, that, and the other. Whenever Big Ghost is in full creative control, in full charge of a project, it never disappoints. It's always yeah. fucking on point. It's it's above and beyond the competition. When rappers start taking shit on in you know onto their own hands, like Uncle John did, like fucking Ghostface did, it fucked the projects up. Period. End it, of story. It's just the middle just, man. Just fuck that yeah. Ghostface album up. Yes. No, just man. let Big Ghost do what he do, man. He doesn't yeah. fuck around. He's always nah, on point. Have faith in that man. Pause. Yeah, well. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, we're supposed to reference uh, also before we get off this call, yo, because we've been on here. How long have you been on this joint? Let me look. I don't know how long, but boom. Supposed to refer- reference Shake for posting racist ass post. Uh, I think that's the dude that from Poland that uh, yeah, do the album I think covers so. and shit. I think so. Yep, yep. He's a uh, he's an artist from Poland, and apparently, yeah. he um he sells his art under market value so that he can sneak in and be selected as the guy to do the artwork for many underground rappers. And uh, I don't know all the fucking covers he's done, but he's done a lot. He's done a lot. Yeah. Uh, he's even done one I think for Riggs uh, mm-hmm. and, and some other guys and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, he comes out on Twitter or Instagram with some seriously racist commentary, right? Like, uh, yeah. I forgot, ex- I forgot exactly. It's the part of black say? culture I don't fuck with. It's the part of black culture I don't fuck with. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But no, no and behold, you over there in Poland, they are protesting for uh, Black Lives Matter yes, in they Poland. Are. Yes, so, they are. Um, somebody else is fucking with it, my dude. Right. He, he doubled right. down. He doubled down on it too, yo. He doubled down on it too. Oh, he said he did. something. He, he said something about fag. He called somebody a fag. That's yeah, that shit. Yeah. I mean, he's he's yeah. a piece of shit racist from Poland. Um, you know, and there's racists all over the world. Don't matter where the fuck you're from. And the bottom line is, he's he's an asshole. He is a racist piece of shit. He is he is um what do they call it like a culture vulture i hate that phrase because it's played out now but like he's he he's taking advantage of of uh of a culture and their music to make money and profit off of it when he doesn't respect the people who make the music that he sure, is uh, that he's working with and mm-hmm. Uh, you know that right th- i mean that's the definition of racist piece of shit he's profiting you know mm-hmm. off of, off of the work of black people um but he thinks he thinks they're pieces of shit and has to voice his opinion like ah see i this is the part of black culture i don't like when they fucking protest and riot it's like look at the music you make an artwork for if you it, then, yeah, then you don't yeah. need to do that like at right. all though Right, he's a piece of shit, and like, mm. bro, if you if if you don't understand where hip hop culture came from, I mean, the essence of hip hop culture is is to give a voice to the fucking voiceless, to the to the people who live in poverty and are oppressed by fucking systematic racism from the government, from from institutions, from the workplace. Uh, you know, we, we could talk. This is a whole separate conversation that we could talk for hours about, right? But uh, bottom line, buddy. You're you're selling artwork to the people that you're talking shit about. You're a fucking hypocritical, racist piece of shit. And nobody should give that man any fucking business going forward. He is a culture vulture using the culture to make money when he doesn't even respect the people who make the art that he's involved in. So fuck that guy all day. True, true, true. A lot of motherfuckers out there losing their minds, too, because Check it. You have so many people out there making racist posts. Then since black people uh, are on social media so much, we find you, then we get you canceled. So yep. a lot of y'all motherfuckers need to keep your opinions to yourself. They got to do with a uh, he worked for a remake or whatever the remake remax. Mm-hmm. And he got he got the AK forty seven. He said shout out to all the looters and the rioters. Then he shows the gun and he says. I wish a nigga would. <laughs> then wow. he motherfucking uh, shows the a white, gun. 
white yeah, guy. Yeah, white dude. Yeah. See, I spent yep. thirteen hundred bucks on this. I'm like, yo, but you still got to be able to shoot it, my dude. Anyway, boom. Right. The next right. thing you know, five minutes later, it so shows him apologizing. Nah, yeah. man. So I didn't mean it for it to be racist. Like, what? Real? Again? again. Do you, do, like, they, they don't understand what they are saying. But here's the deal. They, oh, you will do. lose your job. You will lose your job. You will probably will not be able to get hired anywhere in the city anymore unless it's somebody racist you're going to work for. Mm-hmm. So these white meat motherfuckers are losing their mind. Because cancel culture is in full, full effect over here. Yep. It, it really is. We'll cancel you. We and it canceled, should, check it, it out. should we be. Canceled, we, can, we canceled Candace Owens, Candace Owens GoFundMe for a business for a dude who said that uh, he didn't fuck with the writers. He said some, some shit kind of racist in the text message. They put it out there. So Candace, and he said he was uh, influenced by Candace Owens, what she said. So Candace Owens, Owens made a GoFundMe. We canceled the GoFundMe, B. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, good. Good. Fuck these people. Yeah. These people do not deserve to reap the benefits of the society that we live in. They no, are not really. They, 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 yeah. they are not contributing anything positive to the world that we live in. It's only negative. It's a power play. Uh, it's, it's fucking white insecurity. It, it like, they're so afraid of not being the majority anymore. Like, yeah, you should be afraid because the people you oppressed for 400 years are finally coming back to get you, motherfuckers. And you should be afraid. No, key, we well, ain't really trying, trying to, trying to get them like that. No, I no, know. Key, we just, just try to like look, high key. Live, how about live, high live, key? Yeah. You guys just want to live a normal <laughs> life, bro. Like, like, is it that hard to ask? Like that you guys shouldn't even have to ask. Like, what what the fuck, God man? We yeah, gotta go. But they fucking try to kill Rick Sanchez, the police officer. Try to get crazy. Hey, hey yo, man. By the way, man, what you gotta do today? What you doing today? What you what you got planned today, man? Nothing. I'm going to my parents' crib. We're gonna have a little barbecue this afternoon with me and them and my brother. Uh, and then I'm probably okay, okay. just I'm play the fucking Legend of Zelda all night, yo. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. You, you can't do that. You gotta watch Rick and Morty, my dude. Oh, that's right, that's right. No, you're can, 100%, can you can you 100%. please watch Rick and Morty? Just all right, just so Luke, couple Luke. of episodes, bro. My brother, my my super fucking good friend Lukey, and my brother are both strongly recommending Rick and Morty yes. to me. Which yeah. means I can't push this shit off anymore. Like you got the fucking people, DVDs. Two two people who I I highly respect their opinions on music, art, culture, movies, uh, comic books. I highly respect you and my brother because I I um I have very similar tastes. So if you guys are both telling me that's like the illest shit out right now, fine. All right. I literally have I have the DVD of Rick and Morty seasons one through three sitting on my couch upstairs right now. And you're right. Tonight, tonight, I'm I'm a fucking binge watch Rick and Morty. My brother's going to be happy. And I'm uh, next week. I'll get back to you on what I think, because I'm sure yes, I'm gonna love it. <laughs> they got an episode where, OK, the president's black. You know what I'm saying? And uh, mm-hmm. he's the voice. What's the voice? If he plays all the characters like uh, he's in uh, Dead Presidents. He was in uh, Chronicles of Riddick, uh, Pitch Black. He he got he had the he got he he had a, he had a lot of voices. But yo, 
Rick motherfucking fights the president on some motherfucking intergalactic transformer <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Rick, Rick is like, he's the smartest motherfucker in the universe. Uh-huh, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So is, going, Rick, like, is Rick the, the older one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a play on Back to the Future type deal, but yeah, this yeah. Is, this is yep. 20 times better than, because it's a cartoon, yo. And they got yep. the episode called Pickle Rick. Uh-huh. When you get to that shit, yo, man, I was eating when I watched that shit, B. I almost threw up everywhere, man. But that shit was like, that's one of the most creative fucking joints. Like, yo, son, Pickle Rick. When you get to Pickle Rick, yo, then I went to Andretti's. I don't know if y'all familiar with Andretti's. It's a place where you uh, drive go-karts. They're like fast go-karts and shit. It's like uh-huh. an arcade and shit. Yep. So uh, I, I was walking through. I was with my homegirl. And a dude had a, a, a Rick and Morty shirt on. So I said, I'm Pickle Rick. Eight, nine white boys turned around and said, I'm Pickle Rick. Everybody started yelling that shit like loud as fuck. Yeah. yeah. A dude said, man, that shit's disgusting, man. I said, yo, man, I was eating while I watched that shit, man. That shit was fucked up, bro. I was like, yo, but on the real... That's probably the most creative episode of anything in like the last 20 years, yo. Like word. There's like, yeah, man, that shit's crazy as fuck, man. Yo, didn't he got the cockroach and he licked it? I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm a hundred percent. I'm starting the show tonight. One hundred percent. No excuse. I hear protesters outside. I hear no outside. Let me go look. Uh-oh. Wait. That's that's inside. I thought I heard protesters. Yo. Oh, no. Yeah. Yo, on a, on a yeah. side note, before we wrap this up, because we're we're deep, we're oh. two hours deep right now, yo. Yeah. All right. So, one thing that happened last week that I'd like to to mention. <laughs> All right, you you know the rapper Trina, right? Yeah. All right, and From you know five the, best friends. Yeah. Yep, and you know the rapper Kia. Kia Shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? yeah, my yeah, neck, yeah. my back, my lick my pussy. No, 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 yeah, Kia my Shine. crack. Not Kia. Kia Shine is a d- definitely a different than uh Oh, it's a different Kia. one? All right. Kia. Yeah. Kia. Kia. All right. Just, Ka- just Kaya. 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 All right. Kaya. So Ka- Kaya. All right. So she did the my neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. she was a, she was a one-hit wonder. Yeah, that was that, that was her shit. And, and yeah. side note, side note, little Easter egg of information here. The guy who produced the beat for my neck, my back, lick my pussy yeah. and my crack is Taz, <laughs> is Taz from Taz's Angels. If, okay, if anybody, yeah. yo, if anybody knows Taz's Angels on Instagram, it's this guy, Taz from fucking Miami. And like, well, now he only has two bitches, but he used to have like five or six all living in his house. And it was uh-huh. like. They were just hoes, bro. They 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 like escorts and shit, right? They right, do right, club right. hostings and then they fucking they hookers too, right? Anyway, yeah. he made that beat. My neck, my back. Anyway, yeah. that's just that's just some side info for for those those inquiring minds for the culture. Know. Yeah, yeah, for the culture. All right, but now listen to this shit. So I guess Kaya, Kia, whatever, and Trina, they've been beefing off and on for years, right? Mm-hmm. So fucking kaya comes out out talking shit on like instagram live last week and yeah. she she threatens to shoot trina in her pussy like Damn. literally says i'm going shoot her in the pussy <laughs> all right and you know what trina replied with <laughs> what oh man she i mean rightfully so she just goes she goes i'm all set with kia in this nonsense 
people need to be worried about George Floyd right now. Obviously, obviously, right? So all this shit is happening in the black community because of racist white people. And obviously, obviously, we got bigger issues in life to deal with, right? And Kia had to come out and make this big Instagram live story threatening to shoot Kia and uh, Trina in the pussy. (laughs) Trina was like, "Uh, do you not know what's going on in the world right now? Like, you're a fucking idiot. That was amazing. Another thing. Trina Trina said, told the protesters and shit to stay the fuck home and all types of shit. Oh, she did? Oh, wow. Maybe that's the reason why Kaya, Kia, whatever, said what she was going to say. Maybe. Stay home. Uh, I think she said kill him or some shit, too. Some wild shit. She said some wild shit. Then, uh, Then backtracked on that shit. Yo, think before you speak, motherfuckers. Yo, people are wild, man. They really don't think, huh? Yo, another another side story. Uh, the other day, the the brat. <laughs> oh, she came out, <sighs> bruh, bruh. <laughs> that is the funniest thing ever. Like, she comes out as gay, like a million years later. <laughs> Like, that's just like, like yo, that's saying, that's saying Wesley Snipes is black. Yeah, you know man. Like, what are you doing? Like, like the Brett. Trust me, everybody knows you're a lesbian. <laughs> like, you didn't have to make some fucking announcement twenty five years later. <laughs> oh my god, fucking, fucking the Brett. Yo, I had uh, that. Maybe it's because of my mom, or maybe your mom ain't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, she didn't want. Her parents to know or something. Who the fuck knows, man? But, uh, yo, I had that Funkified album on on CD back in the day, man. As a as a kid, I used to like that shit. Man, it wasn't that bad. You know what I'm saying? It was alright. Like, what was that song? <sighs> so funk, Funkified. So. Oh shit! What so the fuck is going on? What the fuck's going on? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> fuck's going on? Oh shit! Shit going on my outside. Computer, my computer, motherfucking, uh, came on. Like, yeah, I don't know. There's a ghost in here. It said it's haunted by the ghost of dead slaves, but if you black, they don't fuck with you. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they got the railroad tracks down here. You know what I'm saying? That's where they used to have the Jigaboo auctions. Oh, shit. Motherfucking, yeah. And my building wow. I stay in is uh, one of the Confederate armories. Like, Jesus it says Christ. it on the building. Confederate armory. Yo, yeah, isn't yeah. that crazy living living in the South with a lot of those things just, like, like sewn into the fabric of of of, like, the buildings and the cities and, and I don't know, man. Like, yeah, they nah, need cool, to get man. they need to get rid of some of that. Nah, shit, man, man. That, I live here, man. Not what the fuck. No, I know, but I, like the statues and things like that. They, like, they, like they ain't they got a lot of those no more. They ain't got a lot of yeah, those. No right, more. right. They gotta get rid of all of it, yeah. man. That's yeah, because they lost. Them niggas lost. Yeah, yeah, they fucking lost a long time ago. Like niggas don't be like, it. oh, Utah Jazz. Oh, yeah, oh, man. Like, oh, Buffalo Bills. Right, four times, four times Buffalo went and lost every time. Ain't man. nobody be like, be like, oh shit, Buffalo. Shut, nah, shout out Jim nah. Kelly. Yeah, nobody talks about them. Like it doesn't matter, bro. You you either win or you shut the fuck up. That's that. Unreal. Yeah, oh. and they lost and they still like, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. so, yeah. so losers, yo. Fucking hey. pathetic, man. Uh, they're like Detroit Pistons fucking walking off after they lost to the Bulls, man, and not shaking no hands, man. Just disrespect you. <laughs> that shit was fire, though, man. That shit yeah, was fire. Yeah, it was. That was a crazy <laughs> series, too. Uh, oh, what else, you know what else happened like a week or so ago that we, we didn't talk about was... <laughs> 
DMX comes out and he, he was being interviewed or something, and he was like, yeah, he's like, I don't really fuck with Lloyd Banks. <laughs> he just comes out and says that shit. Oh, yeah, he was on Instagram Live with Fat Man Scoop. But he, he, he apologized after the fact because he was like, he said, like, you know what, man? Uh, my apologies to Lloyd Banks. Uh, I, I mixed him up with somebody else. And he was like, I was really thinking about Tony Yayo. Fucking DMX. Amazing, amazing. Because because when DMX said that originally, a lot of people were like, like, what do you what do you mean? Like Lloyd Banks is pretty fucking good. Like, like, I wouldn't diss Lloyd Banks, you know, like he he can spit. And then he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, my bad. He's a crackhead. What are you going to do? He, he mixed up the names, man. <laughs> and he's like, nah, nah. He's like, I met Tony Yayo. And then when he said that, first of all, that was fucking, that was an epic diss. Because, <laughs> like, wow, wow. Right? But it was don't hilarious give a fuck, man. because he's right. Fucking Tony Yayo is trash, bro. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. But, yo, this oh, is the same man, man when he got out of jail. Uh, Maybach mm-hmm. Music wanted to sign him. And he wanted to, uh, Rick Ross got him a limo and shit. Then he Ooh, dissed DMX? Rick Ross. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Then he dissed Rick Ross. He said, Rick Ross nice, isn't he? He said, nah, nah. All yeah. that rap, rap about eating food. Like, yeah. That Yo, type that's of stuff. Like, yeah. That's yeah, Rick amazing. Ross ain't that bad, man. Yeah, he ain't nah. that bad, man. <laughs> He's not my cup of tea. But yeah, yeah. He, uh, agreed. But, agreed. My, but your man get him a limo and want to sign him. And you're gonna say, how is he? Mm, nah. <laughs> Yo, keeping the funky. D- oh yeah, DM- he Drake. DMX is ill. He's ill because clearly he doesn't give a fuck. Give a fuck. And he man. shouldn't. Hey. He shouldn't. That guy had he had five consecutive number one albums in his prime. Five consecutive number one rap albums. Like at a certain period of time, he was the king of this shit. You know, at he least on, on album sales. So on top of that, it's um yeah, I hear I don't know what that is. I hear somebody outside again. But boom, uh, he hate Drake. He said he hate Drake face. As I, <laughs> he said that shit. And I was like, I couldn't agree with you more, brother. <laughs> Yo, DMX is ill. He just has to he got to tone it down on on the crack consumption so that he stays alive and shit. Yeah, he uh <laughs> Went to rehab because he thought he was gonna do crack again. So big up yeah. to him. Yeah, for, like for going for back. Taking, yeah. yeah, for going because he thought before it even might. happened, right? Yeah, 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 yeah man. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he, he's he's clearly struggling with with addiction off and on, obviously. And um, yeah, he's he's a fucking legend. He's a commercial rap legend. Yeah. You know, can't yeah. can't be dissing him. But uh, yeah, we could definitely diss Tony Ayo. The first dude to really say <laughs> suck up your dick. On a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to the uh, stuff my dick king, Paul. Yup. Yup. Yeah. Hey, yo, boy. Uh, let's wrap this yeah. up, bro. We've yeah, been on here we, forever. We, we, yeah, uh. we, we keep... We said we're going to do a quick one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Fuck everybody. We're done. We, we, we've been we've been doing this for too long. <laughs> everybody suck our dicks, pause. Only if you're a girl, pause. DMX. On, DMX yeah, wins. Only if you're a good-looking girl. <laughs> yeah, because my dick ain't gonna get up for you, beloved. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know, it's or, just a fact of the matter. It's not a diss. It, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. ah, anyways, fuck everybody. All right, thank you for tuning in to episode 37 of the Fuck You Mean podcast with your motherfucking boy, Lukey Cage. Yeah. And your boy, Money Motherfucking Miz. 
Yeah. Uh, this was this was our little tribute to Wu Tang. Um, yeah, and that's it. Don't fucking don't DM me with no dumb shit because I'm not replying anymore. Fuck everybody. <laughs> Black button. Yeah, and that's that. Bung bung. All right. Yeah. The fuck you mean, bitch.